everybody, welcome to the Great memory job. machine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Yay, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, hi, this is the Memory Machine. You might know this as a Geekiverse thing. Correct. Uh, <laughs> my name is Nathaniel Lockhart. Who is, who's over here? I'm Seth Zielinski. I am here for second or third time on the Memory Machine. Uh, haven't been here in a while. Third? third? Yeah, I think third. Third. Trey. I'm Trey Whittish. Uh, you might remember me most re- recently from the uh, Rankin Bass holiday oh, special. Yes. Yay. Oh, what, a, what a grand old time yes. that was. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It, I, I saw that when you, uh, I had the, the notes for the podcast ideas and you put mm-hmm. i always thought you'd say you, you were saying rank and bass <laughs> yeah yeah i just uh yeah i don't know when you said that i never really familiarity yeah. with the topic right there's jonathan rank and bradley bass yeah. <laughs> made some christmas shows together Ar- yeah. arthur rankin and jules bass please okay um, oh okay so it is actually yeah. two separate people Yes. Nah. Yeah. Good. Yes, it is. I didn't listen um, to that episode. So, actually, uh, <laughs> oh, speak, speaking, <laughs> speaking of uh, animators with uh, animation companies with two separate names. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I just talked to someone on Twitter today uh, who was kind of a part of the Laser Time community thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he sweet. mentioned really wanting to do a podcast. He, he was just sort of ranting out into the ether about, like, I want to do a podcast about Hanna-Barbera and Ruby Spears I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Why can't I do that? And, and, get, I, pa- and, and get paid for it. Yeah. And get paid for it. Why can't I do that? Mm-hmm. I was like... And I just he was like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of our bread and butter. Yeah, it's a collaboration. You want to talk? You want to talk? Yeah. Let's talk. Yeah, let's talk to um, that man. Let's talk to that man. Let's get that going Travis right Foster there. He's a good guy. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. So what are we here to talk about, Nate? Oh well. First of all, I want to thank Rocco W for the theme song. Thanks, oh, Rocco. Yes. Great job on that. It's it a great as a, Yeah, of it course. A, I like it a lot. So thank you very much. Uh, Famicom over breakfast. Was the yes. Title of that. Delightful. Um, that's right. Uh, he has a Spotify account, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. Check so him out. Check him out. Check him all out. Right. He's, a good, he's a great chiptune artist. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so this podcast is about what we discovered, what old things we discovered. Yes. In the year of our Lord, 2017. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Um, what did you discover? <laughs> uh, wait, did anything Sorry. geeky happen on this date? Uh, if so, we should really talk about it. <laughs> did we discover? It? As is tradition. Uh, as it, well, okay. Here, another part of the tradition is um, I didn't do it. So, do you want to look it up, or do you want to just if you're right with, it? with if you're right with cutting here? Of course. Or, unless, yeah. What date? What date is this gonna? Happen? This is uh, on January 15th, which I believe mm. might be the exact day this goes up. In 2001, a little upstart website called Wikipedia, a free wiki content really? encyclopedia, oh. goes online. That's wow. not really geeky, but it's geeky. Yeah. Very relevant. It's pretty geeky. Geeks sign on Do you there know and write how what much, they want all the time. How much yeah. credence it's given to like the geekiest things yeah. imaginable. Like mm-hmm. the fact that like you can spend hours reading an entry on yeah. like final fantasy 10 right <laughs> yeah know? and also leads to the fakest things imaginable we oh, had a co-worker that we put or a friend a co-worker another co-worker of mine put on wayne knight the famous newman's yeah, Facebook yeah, yeah. page <laughs> that another co-worker of ours is one of his ex-wives 
And that information <laughs> made it to a Wayne Knight fan site. Oh, uh, no. So, uh, oh, no. Ruining Wait, things. There, there's a Wayne since Knight fan site? <laughs> Apparently. Probably, it was probably like somebody during the last days of GeoCities or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, GeoCities. <laughs> Man. I'm telling you, uh, so. at, at one point during. Uh, at one point for this podcast, I would love to do an, a show on the early internet, like the internet of like the late nineties and oh, early two yeah. thousands. Oh yeah, what a weird wild way, wild west it was. Yeah, AOL web page. Oh whatever yeah, you wanted to put Geo cities. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What were some of the other weird things? Lycos search. Yes. Uh, web a- crawler. A- Angel fire. Alta Vista. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yep. Those are different times. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, Wikipedia in 2001. Did you how say about in that? January? January 15th, January 2001. 2001. Wow, how about that? Which may be the day this goes uh, live. Yeah. Donate to Wikipedia today. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. I'm, I'm very glad when the, those notifications come up, they don't plaster this gigantic extreme close-up of Jimmy Wales, or <laughs> yeah. is that his name? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the strangely, like, intense... Jimmy Wales looking into my soul uh, <laughs> yeah. pictures, uh, donation pictures. Yeah, I'm glad I, that doesn't happen anymore. I, I remember um, when uh, when we were in college, it was it was my senior year. Bradford Sergeant, me and him were talking, <sighs> and he's like, you know. When I get a real job, I'm going to have to make some serious donations to Wikipedia because they've helped me a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, you wouldn't just quote straight from Wikipedia, right. but you would use the sources that were listed in Wikipedia to go. Yeah. Right. And you, you know, can go yeah. find a ton of stuff from that sources. I always had a professor. Yeah. Like, Don't yeah. quote Wikipedia, but the sources are there. Just go right. to the bottom of the page. The and sources find are source. real. Yeah. Right. The yeah. sources yeah. are real, but never yeah. cite it. Yeah. Today, Interesting. Yeah. So, so, I, so I think... Uh, We'll go around the room. Yeah, we'll doing a different yeah. a, a different thing at a time. Mm-hmm. Okay, talk about the cool things that that, that, that we discovered, the right. cool old things we discovered yeah. in 2017. And we're going to stretch I, I the thinking, meaning of the word "old." We'll see yeah. when we come to uh, well, certain examples. But yes. well, I, and I and I think too after each round, let's uh, let, let's read one of our submissions. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, so, okay, so we're talking around how many things. I have kind of a large list of things. Um, so Maybe I might group it by subject. I, can, I might kind of do like a small cluster yeah, or skip some cluster. stuff or anything. Cause, like talk uh, about the movie. Look, don't, yeah. don't, don't make this overly difficult on yourself, yeah. okay? You're, you're uh, here as a guest. You're a guest. Yeah. Yeah. Don't overly difficult on myself? On yourself. Yeah. Okay. All Take right. I'll, I'll, I, all you're right. here as a guest. The... <laughs> I feel so much better now. Thank you for saying that. But this will be on the air. And will be heard by hundreds of people. Yeah. Well, more like <laughs> tens of people. <laughs> Good enough for me. Um, so anyway, well, let's let's start. Let's start with uh, you, Trey. Okay. What do you say, yeah. yeah. I can always cut it if you need to gather your thoughts. All right. No, I can go right now. Okay. While I have some of these thoughts in my head, I will first start. I'll do. You know, I'll, I'll go a little more in depth to one of the other things that we were that you and I were talking about earlier, Nate. But I'll start yeah. about by saying I sort of rediscovered the short work and uh short yeah the short fiction uh short stories and novellas of stephen king i've long been a stephen king fan Mm -hmm. i've been familiar with nearly everything but this year for the geekiverse i did a project in october where i sort of picked a different piece of stephen king short fiction uh a day for the month of october and recommended it on the yeah great series so yes I reread a lot of that, and so I, mm. I sort of rediscovered that. It was a lot of stuff I hadn't read in 10 or 15 years, so yeah. it was a delight to find all this stuff again. 
Um, especially because his best work is all in the short form. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of his, you know, his his novels, uh, and you know, some of them like Pet Cemetery still might be my favorite that I've ever read. Yeah, yeah. I love that one. But like his short fiction is just phenomenal. I mean, you don't need 500 pages to tell a really good uh, scary oh, no. story. Well, I, well, like, I, could, yeah. I, I, I uh, after reading some of your series, I, yeah. I did listen to an audio book of one of them i think we talked about it we might have talked about it briefly but yeah. it's the one with the picture yeah the road virus heads north yes you were telling yeah me the road virus yeah, yeah the road virus heads north and he did such a good like he did such a good job describing this yard sale where he found it yeah. even to the point of like describing the kind of hickish crusty old lady right. who's doing it and just like wow that <laughs> paints such a word picture you know? right he does he's <laughs> good at he's getting so that good small at town minutiae yes. in because yes. that's that's what he knows i mean he's yeah. a big fan of right what you know and he knows yeah. these small towns he knows these small towns in maine he's been to that garage sale before yeah right uh-huh. um, like even 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 to the detail of like the little white crusty stuff oh, in the yeah. corner of the mouth yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> he'll get that and i mean and you know like and then it's funny you remember that yeah and it's you know you'll remember that detail so it's not an unnecessary detail in the story that'll still stick in your mind about what you see um so yeah that stuff so all that was great and in particular i want to talk about rediscovering his his novella the body which appeared in the collection oh yeah different seasons and was the basis for the movie stand by me Mm -hmm. right and it is devastating it's just devastating i mean he wrote it in this collection he wanted to do a collection of uh of novellas that he had he had and he had written that were more than just horror. So in that collection was Apt Pupil, which is more of a, like a psychological thriller. That was in that Ooh. collection was The Shawshank Redemption, which is a prison escape. He got he has one short sort of horrific story in there called The Breathing Method, which is really good, um, and The Body, which is sort of his nostalgic, wistful tale. Um, yeah, back, mm-hmm. look back at at youth in Maine. Or so I thought. Like when yeah. I first read it, probably when I was seventeen, what I took away from it, and probably the movie, was this wistful idea yeah. of this wistful adventure to go find this dead body. Yeah. And I read it again, and it is just brutal. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, it, like emotionally, brutal? emotionally brutal. Yeah. I mean, all these these four kids, they go to find this dead body, and all these four kids are are from these different poor families in Maine. Yeah. One has been super abused by his father, uh, who's now in a mental institution, who shoved his head onto like a, the a top of a stove, and he can't hear because his ears are all mm. burnt up. Another one is just, you know, has an older brother who's just a complete piece of trash and is just torturing him. Another one whose father is a drunk and beats him. Another mm. one, the main character who's writing it, his oldest brother, who was like this golden boy at high school, died. In a, mm. in a in a accident on a, I believe a military base, um, and his parents are just in a fog and ignoring him. So everybody's got these own issues to deal with, and at the same time, it's this four group of friends who are coming of age at thirteen, and they're getting to a point in their lives where they're going to start growing apart, and yeah, they mm-hmm. know it, and that's devastating because the future is so sad for most of these people. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. that you know these kids. You know, except for maybe the guy telling the story, aren't going to make it. You know, aren't going to have the lives that they imagine. You know, or yeah. the lives that you, you'd wish for them, that you'd that you'd want for these kids to have. You know that these guys are messed up, mm-hmm. and it's just 
and they're growing apart and that that you know two of them are going to be left behind and you know they're all just it's the wrong path mm. and and all they want to do is just hang out with one another yeah. and go see this dead body yeah and they're just because of the sense of you know what is the future holds for them it's just sort of brutal yeah. to see that to see them as this way and know about their certain lives and know that they don't have much of a chance and that people know they don't have much of a chance mm. and people have already mm. written uh, them that, off that is kind of i i watched the movie uh, yeah. stand by me mm-hmm. a few years ago yeah. one i remember being struck I, I remember being struck by the fact that it's not as funny as i thought it was going to be right. yeah. because i had seen the, you know the lardass scene right you know where they all tell the story about Lard as and yeah. how he pukes all over everybody. Yep. I think that's hilarious. I think vomit yeah. jokes are just something that always makes me laugh. I mean, me and laugh. that's right there on the page, and it <laughs> yeah. is funny. Yeah, but. yeah. Uh, and because of that, I was expecting more jokes, and I was, I was a little taken aback by how yeah. heavy it gets. It does. It gets and, and yet, at the end of the movie, I feel like it, it ends with a bit more of an upbeat note. I get the idea. Well, it's upbeat. At least the... more than what you're... It's uh, upbeat for the four of them, but yeah. the fact that the matter is, is this guy is t- in the book. The guy is telling the story, yeah, as a forty-year-old married yeah. with two kids. So yeah. you find out what has become of everybody after, you yeah. know. So I think the movie leaves it a little like less, you know, yeah, this. But you know, in, yeah. this, in the tale, yeah. like you know what has become of everybody, and yeah, you know, and you know, and you, and he tells it with a sadness. Yeah. You know, as a wistfulness mixed with a sadness that uh, that that yeah. it's just something that in and that's and this is the point they want to remember because that's something that's what he can hold on to it yeah. with these four friends because that's their best memory and yeah. that's huh. what he'll never have again with these four. Mm. That's um, the, the, I bet I could find an audio book of that. Yeah, the, the body. I should listen to that. But Lord knows I got plenty of time to do that at work. It is just <laughs> it is but it is great. It's a phenomenal I I read it again and I was like, this 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 is I think this is his best piece of short fiction. Yeah. And and for something so early in his career, when he has grown so much as a writer, like you yeah. can see how much he has grown through from the seventies through today and how much his writing has matured and how just much he how sort of he is turned into this writer of a completely different stripe, I think. Like, he still loves the scary stuff, but he's not just a horror writer anymore. They've turned yeah. into different things. Hmm. I think this is his best piece of short fiction. Yeah. It's just, it completely, like, just cuts cuts you to the core. And I, that's, So that's one that, thing that, I discovered to Stephen okay. King. That, that's that something book. I find really fascinating about Stephen King, is that he can do uh, something like The Body, or you know, even The Road Virus Heads North as yeah. a very silly really it's you know yeah uh but then he can do something like maximum overdrive yeah or oh, yeah. Pet <laughs> cemetery which is just like way over the top mm. right like he, he can he can do whatever he just does whatever he wants he the dark this, tower oh, and he, and he this does. fantasy and he, and he has a, the good thing about him as a horror writer is he has a sense of humor he knows yeah. he knows mm. that even though this is what he the type of stuff he loves he knows well, well, I know people he, will find this ridiculous yeah so he knows where the laughs are in this stuff yeah because because you can't, you can't. He said, "I think he said it before. You can't take it super seriously, yeah. because because not everybody's going to take this as super seriously as you are. Or, yeah. or, mm. You got to have a sense of humor about yourself, yeah. which he does, which he obviously does. Yeah, mm. um, that's a. Uh, and I think he gets that from. I know he grew up with like EC comics. Yeah, and those mm. sort of have a." dark sense of humor yeah oh yeah i think and he, I'm sure uh, he was very deeply he wrote uh, creep show didn't he 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Creep and he was show. in Creepshow, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? yeah, he had the, a the, cameo the, in and, and he, most, <laughs> most of the movies that are based on his stuff, he finds a way to cameo. I don't think he did it in Dark Tower, this most yeah. recent It, but he's <laughs> or, done a lot. Or, but he's, he's, in, he's in Pet yeah. Cemetery. He's in... He's got cameos in like Rose Red and Storm of the Century, I think. So he wasn't in the new It, was he? No, I don't recall seeing him in that. No. Yeah. That wonderful movie. But he did. There was a period where he cameoed in a lot of his stuff. Yeah. Well, shall you want to go up? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shall, you shall. Oh, me shall. You shall. Me shall. Yeah. Okay. Nate, you shall. Let me let me pull up my notes real quick. I yes. Make sure I get these right. Okay. I really like silent movies. Okay. I really enjoy that. Really, I'm just learning this about you. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. Um, I thought that was a Hitler lamp, not a Charlie Chaplin lamp. Now that you mention it, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> I, I have a ceramic Charlie Chaplin lamp in my room. Um, Two feet away from us, yeah. Yes, that's right. <laughs> um, say, I also and also, have a Hitler lamp. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, he's just talking about the Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Sorry. Well, I, I, of course, I know that because yeah. Nate here introduced me to the great Harold Lloyd, who that's I'm a right. oh, lifelong boy. devotee of now. Yes. Uh, but anyway. But anyway, yeah. Uh, I've and and my silent film fandom mostly has gone descended to like the uh, feature film works of Chaplin and yeah. Keaton and Lloyd mm-hmm. and to a lesser extent Harry Langdon yeah and different comedic shorts and maybe uh, Metropolis you yeah know? Uh, Sunrise: The Song of Two Humans oh Sun- we love Sunrise that one yeah so good <laughs> I love that movie yeah me too um, but I I really wanted to dig deeper into sort of the more Go outside of comedy and outside of yeah, the uh, the sci-fi, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to watch some of the silent movies that were considered like the big blockbusters of that time. Yeah, you know, and not just the. I mean, the comedies obviously were big blockbusters, but the ones, I guess, slightly more dramatic yes. ones. So I watched Wings yeah. and The Big Parade. I'm not familiar with and, the Big Parade. Uh, it's very similar to Wings. Okay. It's World War One drama. Oh, I see. Yeah, World War One drama. And uh, they are both excellent movies. Yeah. Uh, Big Parade is is really good. It kind of treats World War One as sort of more of an an adventure movie kind of. Uh-huh. Although, except for, like I guess, towards the end. Uh, the spoiler for a 90-year-old movie, <laughs> um, the lead character gets his leg blown off. And there's a scene in that where he comes home, he, he comes back home after having lost his leg, mm-hmm. and his mother sees him there, and and then you see little flashbacks in her in his mother's mind of like when he fell over as a little kid or when wow. he fell off the swing or something like that, and mm-hmm. she just like immediately starts like sobbing, you know, like you know oh. like I have to be there for my boy. Oh goodness <laughs> and it, and it, it was yeah. wrenching when uh, I saw that. So, yeah. Wrenching. Uh, that was a that that was a killer, but it's a good movie. Really yeah, good movie. The, the, yeah. the female lead, I don't remember what her name was, but she was really good in it yeah. too. French girl. Um, and then Wings. Also, Wings is also yeah quite good. Mm. Uh, Clara Bow's great in it. Was that uh, not the first movie to win Best Picture? Yes, the Oscar? it was. First well, Oscar. sort of. There was Best Production. They said La La Land first, but then they said, no, it's really weird. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I forgot that happened. It did happen, yeah. Man, that sucked. Yeah. Poor, poor, poor moon, Moonlight? Moonlight. Yeah. 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 Poor yep. Moonlight. Yeah. Um, wing, you, the, the, the things with the Academy Awards, it was yeah. the, the first one was Wings was the Best Production, and then Sunrise won for Best Artistry in a Film. So it's like ah, there's two best pictures in 1927. It's like a Golden Globes kind of a thing where there's like best musical 
comedy, then there's best drama. Kind of, yeah. Um, kind of, yeah. The, the Academy Awards started out that way. Okay. Interesting. Uh, uh, that's crazy. Well, that, man, that's quite a year. We just mentioned Sunrise and, yeah, and, right. Wings. and Wings. Yeah, yeah. That's Wings great. is excellent. I mean, yeah. There, there's, uh, it mostly takes place in the air. There's lots of right. dog fights. Yeah. Oh, World, War I, World War One dog fights. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible. The photography mm-hmm. is amazing. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that they achieved what they did. And yeah. there is some amazing uh, aerial stunt work yeah. in that movie. What did they use? Did they go fill planes up there? Or did they yeah. get use World War One footage from... No, they, they, if anybody had filmed up they, there, no? No, they, they bought planes and up there. hired stunt flyers. Oh, and wow. That's great. Went, went to town. Yeah. <laughs> World War One footage. Yeah. Nobody um, was the, going up in the sky recording. I think that's a stupid question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the director, uh, William Wellman, I believe okay. is his name. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look it up real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was yeah. Uh, uh, minorly off topic, but in terms of World oh, War yeah. One stuff, this is something that's not at all old, but I've been playing uh, Battlefield 1 more oh, recently, yeah. which is a great uh, modern show. I'm not really a shooter guy, but yeah, it's it's okay. great. The, yeah, the, this main story mode is comprised of like six different vignettes, these short stories. Like one, you follow this guy who's part of a team that's in like a, a tank that's going, you know, uh, across uh, enemy lines. And the second story, you're following like this con man who um, wins a plane and then participates in all these dogfights. So it's all these different like areas, oh, all taking cool. place in different kind of areas of... Uh, and I just mm. rewatched Wonder Woman as well, which is another wonder, <laughs> wonderful <laughs> World, World War One centric adjacent, yeah. thing. So, uh, <laughs> but anyway... Anyway, you were saying about Wings. uh, William Wellman was the guy who directed Wings, and he was this kind of tough guy. William Wellman, uh, Mm. he was just sort of like, let's put the planes up there and shoot it. Yeah, you're afraid All to right. do it here. I'll do it first. Like, uh, <laughs> I'll show you it ain't so hard. It's like Marion Cooper, the uh, yeah. director. Of, yeah, yeah, it's, okay. it's a lot like that. Just and like, by proxy, Carl Denham. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah but it's okay. It's okay. The rhino wouldn't have got him. I had my shotgun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's that. It's that kind of a thing. Yeah, but that also had like a really deeply emotional moment where, again, spoiler for a 90 year old movie. Yes, uh, where the main character accidentally shoots down his best friend. Yeah. who was flying back in a German plane because he had just escaped enemy lines oh. and mm. he shoots him down and there's a scene there where he's saying goodbye to his friend mm. and it it hurts mm. it's oh. it's it's a it's rough yeah but yeah wings is a really wings. good movie yeah I highly recommend it it just well, got it just got reprinted it was it was out of print for a long time mm-hmm. which was a pain in the butt because I really wanted to see it Mm-hmm. And like the only copies they had on Amazon were going for like fifty bucks, and I was like, I'm yeah. not gonna oh, spend man. Should have sold my, yeah. should have sold mine while I had it. I, had, <laughs> yeah, I, I have the Blu-ray of that, and it was uh, well. For, now it's back in print, so it doesn't even. Matter. I saw that. Oh, I saw. Yeah. It. Nate told me, man, that yeah. Wings is really uh, going up in price, and I checked it like last week. It's like it's like eight bucks. What is he talking yeah. about? <laughs> it just dropped. Yeah, it, well, it did. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, and that's was, when I bought yeah. it. And as soon as I saw it was being reprinted, I was like, I'm buying this immediately. Nice, Get nice. I got that, and I got Portrait of Jenny, which is also a great movie. Also, oh, and Cinemaware. Uh, in uh, like the 90s uh, made a PC game called Wings that was like a dogfighting game that was oh really they, yeah, they, oh, they, cool. yeah based on World War 1 stuff or uh, yeah yeah I believe so that's awesome and they made a, a game called they, they made like a Robin Hood game they made a uh, Cinemaware uh, they Def- made a sort of Rocketeerish game called uh, Rocket Ranger yeah Defender of the Crown yeah. and they they remade a couple of those recently uh, oh. including Wings so yeah yeah I did that now, so got to know a little bit of uh, Marion Davies movies, which Marion Davies mm-hmm. was a big, uh, at least her comedic stuff was a big influence on Lucille Ball. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a great there's a, a great movie of hers called Show People, yeah. where it is a Belle from Georgia mm-hmm. wants to go be a movie star. So she goes, <laughs> so her and her pa go out to Hollywood and try to get her 
you know, in into the movies and right. mm-hmm. and she and uh, but but basically the whole thing is just a big old spoof on Hollywood at the time. So oh yeah. So there's tons of cameos from all sorts of Hollywood stars at the time. So you see Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. You see William Haynes. Mm-hmm. Well, William Haynes is the is the leading lead male actor. Uh-huh. Uh, but Marion Davies is an even. She's a you know she plays the, the country bumpkin trying to be a star. Mm-hmm. But then she also appears as herself. And, <laughs> oh. she, and, and she and Marion Davies you know walks on screen you know, and. Marion Davies' character looks at her like, Marion Davies, who cares? It's great. It's a lot of fun. It is a, okay. It's a really fun movie. Cool. Uh, but anyway. A lot of silent so cinema. That, a, lot of, a lot of silent cinema yeah. ate, right. ate up over the year. Yeah. So, uh, Zelensky. Yes. For, for me, um, I'm going to... I've been uh, trying to... Um, kind of go back through a lot of the old James Bond stuff. And oh, this year oh. there's been uh, both on the books and the movies. Um, I've been making uh, headway on that. So um, it's been kind of an ongoing thing with me. But um, more recently, you know, I had gotten through the Connery movies, uh, which I hadn't really cool. seen as much. You know, I've, I'd mainly, you know, I grew up watching the Brosnan stuff. And then, of course, I've seen all the Daniel Craig stuff. So I've, yeah. you know, finally gone to watch Connery, the single Lazenby movie, and then yeah. getting through the Roger Moore stuff, which I'm currently about uh, halfway through. So it's been really great getting, you know, every now and then I'll phase back into being, you know, really uh, into James Bond. It's it's always goes back to be a big yeah. thing with me. And I started uh, reading through some stuff, so I'm partway through uh, Casino Royale oh. right now, which uh-huh. is, a, you know, a really good book to start with as far as, as, far as I can tell. So, sure. um, so that's been really great seeing that, you know, some of them I watched uh, with my wife, Emily, you know, she, she's kind of always surprised to see, like, like how much, you know, there uh, some of the surprising amount of, like, chauvinism there is. Some oh, of, like, my the God. Other, yeah, well, the it's stuff. rampant <laughs> with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, like, the first, different times. Like, the first, different Roger, times. the first Roger Moore movie, like, the first scene, he just, like, locks this girl in his closet for hours yeah, and right. he's done having sex with her. Yep. <laughs> it's just all, yeah. yeah. So, um, oh, yeah. Man. So, um... Uh, was I, it Live and Let Die? Was that his first one? Yes, yeah. uh, I do like Live and Let Die. So uh, I, mean, it, I don't love Live and Let Die. Yeah. It was um yeah that and Man with the Golden Gun. I didn't think were that great oh, in terms gun. of Roger Moore. Laser disc. But then I watched uh, <laughs> Spy Who Loved Me and next Roger Moore, the third Roger Moore movie, and that yeah. was like way better than I was expecting. Spy Who Loved Me is great. Yeah. And then uh, most recently, I'd watched Moonraker, which is by far the silliest. Bond movie I've seen, unless yeah. you count Die Another Day, which is really dumb, but it's not trying to be silly. Yeah. Whereas uh, Moonraker, <laughs> you know, in terms of like my personal ranking, I would put yeah. Moonraker above Die Another Day because it's trying to be campy and ridiculous. Yeah. Whereas Die Another it's Day leaning is leaning into it. Di- Die Another Day is trying to be more serious, but it's yeah. just so stupid. So I have a question for you now that yeah, now and that... I have a question too. But... Okay, okay. <laughs> so oh you're diving deep into this. Yes. Right? How do you feel about? Well, okay. Rank the bonds for me. Ooh. Okay. Um, in terms of the ones I've seen, I, okay. I all right. Yeah, just just on what you've seen. I yeah. have a gap in my uh, knowledge. I know you haven't seen the Dalton movie. I haven't seen any Daltons, okay. and I've, I haven't seen so like we'll, half of the Moore ones. Okay, so we'll take so, out Dalton. We'll leave in Moore. Okay. Um, this is could be a whole separate podcast in terms of. Uh, <laughs> I'll, go, I'll run through a quick ranking. Do it. Do it now. Okay. Uh, I think number one, I would have. I would put Casino Royale. I think oh, that would be all-time the, best Bond movie. That's your favorite Royale. Bond movie. Yeah, okay, okay. Casino Royale. Um, after that, I'm not terribly sure. Um, right now, my tentative ranking is I have Skyfall beneath that. Okay. Um, okay. Then, Skyfall, I like Skyfall. Then from yeah. Russia with Love. That's my favorite Connery movie. Right. Yeah, that's a good movie. Then Goldfinger. Goldfinger, um, man. Then, oh, I don't have the Brosnan movies on this ranking. But anyway, um, then Dr. No, 
Spy Who Loved Me, Quantum of right. Solace, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, actually yeah. really good, surprisingly, because yeah, yeah. you don't, you know, if you, you have a, depending on your knowledge of the Bond movies, you don't even know who George Lazenby is. Right. Um, this one random Bond movie. Um, then you only, then you get into the kind of the sillier movies. You Only Live Twice, Moonraker, Live and Let Die, Thunderball, Man with the Golden Gun, and Diamonds Are Forever at the Bottom. Okay. Um, really? I need to rewatch the Brosnan movies. Die Another Day would pr- maybe go, that's the only thing that could rival Diamonds Are Forever for worst Bond movie, as far, in What's my so memory. What's bad about Diamonds Are Forever? I haven't seen it. It's just kind of like you know that that was the one where um, they did the Connery movies, then the one Lazenby one, and then Connery came back for one more. And he's like, you know, oh, he's older. Yeah. It ta- a lot of it takes place in like Las Vegas. It's not as well made. It's kind of a drag. It's it's uh, not as a okay. yeah. It, After, it, is, it isn't even a fun kind of bad. It just sort of like man. None nah, of you guys I, I felt it just kind of a drag a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. That blows. Yeah. Whereas Moonraker is kind of bad, but it's very fun. Bad. It's very yeah. entertaining. Moonraker. Yeah, but uh, and then the Brosnan movie. GoldenEye is the only Brosnan movie I would have kind of relatively high. Um, yeah. I need to rewatch it, but I grew one. up watching that and yeah. I really liked GoldenEye. But the other ones, Tomorrow Never Dies and World Is Not Enough would probably be just kind of, you know, those are more kind of middling and less interesting than Dying of the Day is just absurd. Yeah. So, and so yeah. yeah, what was your question? Oh, well, yes. now I have Try. another one. So in, oh, terms okay. of the, in terms of the actors who are playing Bond, yeah. what's your ranking of those? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. tough, too. Um, mm-hmm. I... Roger Moore number one. I didn't. I <laughs> I, I, I really like Roger Moore. Roger Moore I, but I like him too. I don't want to be. You know, I try not to be just lean on what's new is what I like best. But I mean, I think you could make a case that Daniel Craig is the best. He's great. He's wonderful, and He's he, a it's great like you know Bond. Casino Royale, and you know yeah. that's a and his era of Bond. I feel like has delivered a lot more than the other because we have four movies yeah. from him. Right. Two of them are pretty good, and two of them are just excellent like so yeah. good All right. um so yeah craig would probably be my favorite and then after that um it'd probably be yeah connery and then i'm not sure about more and lazenby oh oh wait brosnan um brosnan would probably be like uh, uh yeah i'd probably do like craig connery uh Maybe like more Brosnan, Lazenby, and then I don't know about Dalton yet because I haven't okay. seen any of his movies. Mm. But I like Timothy Dalton as an actor. Right. Um, he's my villain villain from one of my favorites, Rocketeers. You know, oh, so, that's yeah, right. yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. And what was your other question, Trey? <laughs> which <laughs> love taking audience is the questions from the crowd over here. The, which movie is the one I can't remember? Which is the one where the villain inflates like a balloon and explodes? That is Live and Let Die. <laughs> okay. Let die. Is that uh, Kananga? Yeah. yeah. Kananga, that is okay. one of the most ridiculous have, moments in any Bond. Well, they all have they all have ridiculous they all have ridiculous villain yeah. deaths. Like a golden eye, he yeah. falls off of the thing, lands on the ground, and is alive. Yeah. And then the satellite <laughs> falls out of yeah, the yeah. <laughs> Or, um, or, or in like uh, or in like uh, Goldfinger when he gets sucked out the plane. Yeah, he gets yeah. Out the plane one. No, ser- ser- like for me, the sillier the Bond, the more I like it. Moon- I have love- you seen Moonraker? I've not seen Moonraker. Oh, watch <laughs> Moonraker. There is yeah. a sequence that um, I love. Silly is absurd. Bond. That's There's the one with a- Jaws, right? That's one of the ones. With one Jaws? of the ones with Jaws. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh. Moonraker is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, there's this one. One of the more is one of the silliest Bond gadgets I've ever seen is a a gondola that um, <laughs> then that can in, like inflate um, this whole thing beneath it and then go up onto land. And I guess one of the reasons that's so silly is because of the sequence that follows it. It's like 
like a Monty Python thing. They go, it's just him cruising down the the streets of Venice, and like with this like this silly music behind it, and all these people like all these reaction shots. They get like the drunk like looking at his bottle like oh jeez, and you got like you got like the the artist who goes to paint on the thing, and it's like not that it gets blown away. He's like what what, and then you got there's this uh, I, this just got just got pointed out to me thanks to um the James Bonding podcast um with yeah. uh Matt Gorley and Matt Meyer yeah, that used to I be was, on Nerdist. Great podcast, and it's they on po- Earwolf now. If you want yes, to it listening. is. Yeah, mm. and uh, they did uh, a, a live podcast where uh, Matt, I think Myra, I don't know, one of them uh, pointed out the what he calls the pigeon double take, which is like <laughs> one of those reaction shots when he's riding the the gondola thing. Uh, is a, a shot of a bird looking like a pigeon looking and they edit it to be like three times so it's supposed to be like a, a bird doing a triple take but it looks awful <laughs> yeah. and there's a lot of like cranked up um f- there's a lot of like you know uh, fight undercrank. scenes and se- under cranking yeah about it and it looks really you know sometimes that can work okay but it looks re- really noticeable in moonraker but yeah so anyways james bond yeah and then i started uh uh you know reading through casino royale i have a number of books i want to get yeah. through i want to okay. get through like the blowfeld stuff in the books and then i want to start reading actually some of the post filming stuff is really mm. interesting to me so yeah right. but that's been a big thing uh uh yeah i don't know if uh you see so you yeah you like to say what, what bond stuff do you prefer trey if that if anything I, I don't know i mean i i it's been so long since i've gone and seen any of the old watched any of the old ones like uh-huh. the one that always sticks out to me that i've seen the most and i think i enjoyed the most because my uh my uh, father and my grandfather both enjoyed it the most, so it's the one I've watched the most with them is Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. Goldfinger, oh, yeah, I think, classic. is probably, yeah, it's probably my favorite of the ones I've seen. That's a great... I that's done, a, like, I've, I've seen them, that's the one but I haven't done a, necessarily done a lot of Bond yeah. rewatching. You know, so I've seen, uh-huh. I've seen you know, most of them, I think, at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, oddly enough, just because I don't tend to go to the movies much i have not seen any of the daniel craig ones, oh really so i have no oh wow i, mean, I hear okay. i hear lots of good things about them. i just haven't i just don't mm-hmm. make they, my i which, don't make it to the it, movie it, theaters much it, so which ones my, have you my seen my dad yeah. my dad liked uh casino royale so much he usually doesn't see a lot of movies and even this like he doesn't usually watch a lot of movies mm-hmm. but he this is one of the few movies he loved so much that he saw it twice. Oh yeah, yeah he doesn't okay. usually do that. Casino Royale is but he so good. Loved that movie. Right. Uh, that yeah, I'll have to see yeah. them. I just I, just I, I like that one. I like Man with the Golden Gun. Man with <laughs> like, the Golden Gun. I like Live and Let Die. I I Mr. wish Scaramanga. <laughs> yeah, I just like little Her- Hervey. Oh, Hervey Villachez. Yeah. I got. I got that. It was like the Guy, first thing hey, that happened. What other podcast gives you Hervé Villachez <laughs> impressions? There's probably a few. <laughs> no, just no, uh, So yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, uh, James Bond is just something for for whatever reason. It's like a, it's like spy fiction mixed with like this larger than life, almost like comic book superhero X. Sometimes yeah. it's just, it's just something I keep coming back to. It's just yeah, uh, yeah it's right. good stuff. James cool. Bond. James Bond is a thing for me. All right. Now, now is it time? Let's get a little. Let's let's get some uh, submissions. Yeah. A listener, listener submission. Should I start with what I got in the email? Sure. Or should I start with what my family members sent me? Start with that. <laughs> Do whatever you my want. My family members sent me. Do whatever yes. Okay. So my sister, my sister Margaret, yeah. said that she has rediscovered <laughs> Silly Putty. Oh, oh, she, oh, oh, because, okay. That's nice. What, because what she does is she. 
she plays with it during meetings or whatever. Like, so yeah. She just, she just, it's a good fidget toy. Yeah, it's a good yeah. little fidget toy. Uh, yeah. So that's what she does. She just <laughs> plays with Silly Putty. She's... That's, wow, that's great. I didn't even <laughs> no, think about awesome. it. There actually yeah. is a toy. That I actually, um, uh, I've always wanted to get some of the, in terms of old Star Wars toys, the um, the 80s, uh, early 80s era micro collection, which is like a precursor to the Micro Machines play sets. Yeah. Um, okay. They had... Uh, these great detailed playsets for um, I think they the main they had a Hoth a Bespin and a Death Star, and they all they had a set of diecast metal um, uh, non posable figures, and uh, I just love you know I love I like a lot of old Star Wars stuff and I love kind of playsets like small worlds and everything to like set up and I, I think that's really cool so I finally got my my first uh, David Adams uh, actually uh, had a a boxed uh, old micro collection thing from part of the Bespin playset. Um, they have several different yeah. pieces that you buy wow. and then put together. So that's it. In terms of old toys, that's I didn't even, I didn't yeah. even think of it. That's actually something this yeah. year that I picked up that <laughs> yeah. I've uh, always wanted. So I, I want to cool. get more of those. I don't collect yeah. a lot of old Star Wars stuff, but I'd like to collect micro collection stuff. Oh, yeah. Go. All right. Another thing uh, one of my other family members sent was uh, my aunt <laughs> actually <Yeah. laughs> messaged. Uh, God bless. And, and uh, let's see if I can... Pull it up here. I just had it. I swear. Mm-hmm. He said she found an antique dresser while shopping in Pomeroy in Ohio. And <laughs> is there outside she, the box? Very but, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, but what she Old did things. is she did. Um, you ever seen the show Flea Market Flip? Probably a little. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Heard but, of it. Anyway. But, but what she did is she bought it and she repainted it and, mm-hmm. and sanded it down and gave it a you know a new set of knobs and stuff on this. Yeah. so she kind of made her own thing which is pretty cool oh cool, oh, cool. Uh, but then she found I, a copy of Star Crash inside of the dresser yeah, and that's yeah, what yeah, she yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no uh, I, I really like that kind of stuff uh, Flea Market Flip is like the only show I really tolerate on HGTV <laughs> well you're have a you hand seen, have you guys seen a lot of HGTV shows no, no. Most, most of it is like really rich people going to try to buy homes. Oh, yeah. I've seen seen a lot of the spoof stuff about that. And they have, like, budgets of, like, $700,000. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It isn't close enough to the beach. I'm just like, (laughs) gross. I never want to hear from you people ever. (laughs) You just have a TV show that's showing up and punching those people. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to be violent, Geekiverse. Yeah. Makes me angry. violence over. Yeah. Uh, no, but flea market flips really cool because people will go to um, like flea markets and find old pieces of furniture yeah. or whatever and make it into a new thing, yeah. which is which is something I really enjoy. I've seen a little yeah. bit of that. Yeah, I that, think yeah, that, that's a cool show. That's kind of what yeah. you did. More relevant oh, cool. to you, so you, get, you could that's do awesome. some of those yeah. things because you're a, I don't know about Trey, but you're you're a handier fellow than I am in a terms bit, of fixing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretend I am. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll try <laughs> something and then when it breaks, I'll call my dad or my father. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So these two two by fours go like this, and if I just hammer and nail it and it'll stay together yeah i can do that i can make it stay yeah. together but i'm yeah. uh i don't follow the adage measure twice cut once oh yeah. <laughs> like measure half a time yeah right away yeah <laughs> yeah I, I know the feelings sometimes though like i feel like i'll measure like a ton and i'll still get something wrong you yeah. know what i mean yeah. like uh i i didn't realize like the uh my guests here can see this uh you guys can't but i have here under i, I have a little shelf in this game room of mine and I had to add a few more shelves and to buy another individual steel shelf was way too much money. They wanted $30, Mm -hmm. which wasn't going to happen. So I started to build and build my own out of wood. And as you can see, it didn't quite work out so well and it sags in the middle. 
Yeah. It's holding it up, though, right? <laughs> it is holding it up. <laughs> See, like, I, I think I could put a brace in the middle of that and do it yeah. the right way. I could probably do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah so, so, so I got it. So I, I probably should put a brace in yeah. there. And you could probably put a brace in there and do it the right way. Yeah. It probably wouldn't be hard. I was just hoping it was going to be not. <laughs> I, I was hoping I wouldn't have to do that much more work. It was just like, <laughs> ugh, there's so much wood. Welcome but, to the. Geekiverse Carpentry Podcast. That's right. Geekiverse Amateur <laughs> Carpentry Podcast. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so that was some of our user submissions. Yes. Uh, let's go back around. Trey. What do you got for us? Oh, oh, or should we go on a break? Oh, yeah. Let's go on a break. Let's if we're taking breaks, break. uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, let's, let's go on a quick break, get some water, uh, yeah. use, a, use the restroom, do whatever we got to do. And a word right. from our sponsor. Yeah, yeah a, word, a word from our old sponsors. He's gunning for trouble. The world's wiliest, toughest gentleman agent with a license to kill. 007. It spells Bond. He's the idol of every woman. Who are you? Bond. James Bond. The envy of every man. The nemesis of the treacherous Mr. Goldfinger. Sean Connery in Ian Fleming's Goldfinger. Starring Gert Froba as Goldfinger. Honor Blackman as Pussy Galore. Also starring Shirley Eaton. James Bond is back in action, mixing excitement with girls and thrills. It's another Bond buster. What's up, geeks? Just want to remind you of our fantastic YouTube channel. Next time you go to the Geekiverse on YouTube, be sure to subscribe. That way you don't have to search or hunt or find or look for anything that is our great content. Then it'll go right into your YouTube feed, and then boom, you know what's happening when it comes to the Geekiverse. Then share it with your friends. We want other people to join in. And tell us if you don't like it. We don't care. We're just having fun. We want you to have fun with us. Be sure to subscribe, share, favorite, like, thumbs up, thumbs down, up, down, left, right. I don't know what I'm saying anymore, so let's get to the show. Geekiverse YouTube. Do it. Angela's 2019. There was an escape from the off-world colonies. They slaughtered... The assignment... Track down six manufactured humans. He's the best man for the job. But he may die trying to prove it. Harrison Ford is the Blade Runner. Music video? I can't see it. If the music don't sound good, who cares what the picture looks like? Then Pioneer gives me their laser disc player. It's a video turntable that works with a laser beam, and that laser beam makes all the difference, they tell me. I'm a little skeptical, but I listen. I listen to Flash Dance. I listen to Barry Manilow. I listen to Raiders of the Lost Ark. I even listen to me, and I sound good. I sound better than good. Fact is, the stereo on the Pioneer laser disc is as good as anything I ever heard on my stereo. And according to the experts, the picture blows videotape away. <laughs> now, who am I to argue? The Pioneer LaserDisc brand video disc player. Video for those who really care about audio. I like it so much, I got one for my friend George Sherrod. Welcome back. Uh, thank you, sponsors. 
Whoever thank you, you very might much. <laughs> Where, thank you, Bruner, wherever you are. <laughs> That's right. Thank you. Thank you, Bruner. But anyway, uh, we just left off talking with uh, with Seth about the yeah. things that he had discovered. Yeah, our first uh, round. Yep, our first, about first round has a completed. A lot of bond. And now we're back here with Trey. Trey, tell us yes. another thing that you discovered in 2017. Okay. Take it a tray. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, uh, another thing I got into is I started... I don't know if it was a curiosity. I think it was. I think I watched the documentary Drunk Stone Brilliant Dead about the National Lampoon. That's fascinating. Oh. So it was it was phenomenal and yeah. and fascinating and just the amount of the, the brains that went through there and worked yes. there and how how you know where they ended up, you know. I mean, you yeah. can talk about plenty of things. Uh John Hughes, yeah, and the basically the first writers' room at SNL, right, and, right, yeah, and um, oh, what else? And there, I mean, even in the it's waning days, uh, the Simpsons took a bunch of people from the Lampoon. Yeah, huh. I forget there, I forget which two, but there were two prominent ones on the Simpsons that came from yeah. the pages the, of the National the, Lampoon, particularly the Harvard Lampoon or the National Lampoon. The National Lampoon. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean, they they probably had gone from Harvard to the yeah, National. Yeah, because I, I, mean, I know a lot of the writers on the Simpsons were Harvard writers. Yeah, Harvard writers and yeah. been at Harvard Lampoon, and some of them yeah. had gone to the National Lampoon and came through. Yeah. Um. So it got me into looking at some of that stuff. So I started really trying to figure, look at, um, into old National Lampoon and otherwise parody albums, parody records. Yeah. Uh, it started with you know National Lampoon stuff like Lemmings, which mm-hmm. was great—a great, a great yeah. uh, take on Woodstock and sort of the really the uh, bleak, as they saw maybe the bleak uselessness of the hippie generation yeah. at that point. <laughs> well, especially like National Lampoon yeah. is probably like what early seventies is when early it, 70, I think nineteen seventy the magazine started. Yeah, so. and at that point Altamont had already happened. Right. Yeah. So it's just sort of like this is all worthless. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah the hippie dream had <laughs> yeah. died, and they, yeah. And so I started listening to some of uh, some of that stuff, and, and really started looking uh, just because you know I I. I get into a lot of comedy i'm always looking at different comedy podcasts nate yeah. and i've talked about like comedy bang bang and oh yeah for most sure. all the other stuff earwolf does which is great mm-hmm. so i started looking into some of the early days of real good i'm mean, not early days of parody but uh in terms of parody now nothing compares to anything that happened in the past so i was mm-hmm. looking in at the national lampoon stuff so from uh their sketches on the radio hour which i think are are great um they they are of for like a certain men or or young men of a certain age i think yeah. i think there's a point where you can age out of some of that stuff but yeah. i mean for the time you're thinking about you know some of the, like the stuff that's on the that's not funny that's sick the drug stuff or the the yeah. you know, the mr rogers parodies that are on yeah. there um like they're funny yeah. I, they're funny i pro- and i i, I they they're funny and i i laughed at them i think 10 years ago i would have laughed a lot more at them but yeah. they're still good but in terms of looking for this parody stuff i i went i found my way to the national lampoon's missing white house tapes album so all the all the White House tapes that you know are redacted and, yeah. and blanked out, they filled in the blanks on them. <laughs> you know, and there, there's some really good stuff there. And and it, you know, I mean, it's Brian Doyle Murray, Chevy Chase, you know, oh, Belushi's on that album. I Everybody, love I mean, Brian Doyle Murray. Yeah. I mean, the the amount of talent that on it is great, and the way it's just 
formatted with you know yeah. somebody introducing each part of these tapes and yeah. you, and 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 the the types of um you know and some of it is it's it's stuff like you know that you think like there's one part where richard nixon keeps talking about how he wants to and then static yeah. the american people yeah. how he wants to <laughs> static this person and static that person. <laughs> and so like you know it's it's stuff that you yeah. could expect out of stuff but it's just they just do it smart and snappy, and I think because yeah. of the talent and and the people they had working on it, it's great. Yeah. But then it led me to find David Fry's yeah. Richard Nixon albums, yes. and they mm. are great. They are. A, I mean, it's just a great example of how a, a presidential parody should be. I think because yeah. a lot of them take one aspect of his personality. Yeah. Um, and in this case, at least in in the first album, which I think he does to great effect, I am the president. Um, yeah. They take his paranoid mind. Yes. And mm-hmm. amplify it. It's a slow burn. It's amp, yeah. but it, and it amplifies. You know, it starts yeah. off with him practicing a concession speech for the 1968 election. Yeah. And his wife comes up to him and says, "Dick, you're winning." And he says. I was winning the two other times too, <laughs> and like so he's and yeah. you know they're looking at the polls and it just it it amplifies from there. The next track, he's so paranoid that like he he won and they're going to take this election away from him that at four a.m. on election night he and Pat go and try to move into the White House. Yeah, right. So nobody can take <laughs> it away from him. Yeah, and it's just I mean, it, I think there's there's a there's a wit to it and and a, a, a smartness to it i guess it's a, yeah. probably a poor word to say uh but there's a better word that it's just um he's trying to get more into the character more of into Nixon the character is. and yeah. more i think maybe more right, rather than just sort of wiggling his jowls right. around and saying oh, i'm not right. a crook right and yeah. more of a, an informed idea about the man i yeah. think you know mm. it comes from a place of, of knowledge and this is how he is and the un- and understanding of how the guy navigates through politics, which I guess w- what I found so good about it is I, I immediately compared it to what SNL is doing with Trump, yeah. which I mm. think comes from a full place of contempt. Yeah. So there's nothing, there's no absurdity to crank up. They're, yeah, they're right. just, mm. it's just look how bad this guy is. And even yeah. if you agree, it's yeah. not, I don't think it's good parody. And I don't think mm. the yeah. impersonation is good. It's just look. Look how bad this guy is, yeah. and they leave it at that. There's nothing; they don't find any absurdity in him. It's yeah. just this is who he is, you know. Mm. Like, uh, yeah. and and it and that, SNL that... has done that to a great extent in the past, like with sure. with mm. George W. Bush, and they find the little, um, yeah. you know, you know, the little absurdities in his personality yeah. of yeah. him yeah. being a, a dole and, and yeah. amp him up, or even you know, he didn't look like him, but. The idea that Gerald Ford was supposed to be dumb and how what oh, Chevy and really Chase did clumsy with that and, and, constantly. and what Chevy Chase did with that and took it to a point of absurdity, which I think is yeah. missing from it now. And that's what those Fry albums pointed out to me. I yeah. think, hmm. you know, you might not like them, but the comedy doesn't come from a place of contempt. It comes from a place of, like, understanding and, yeah. and what is funny about this guy as opposed to what don't we like about this guy. And I think, I think you can listen to those albums and learn about maybe how it should be done i feel yeah. like i mean it's I, it's mm. dated material because it's nixon yeah. but i'm still laughing at it because yeah. you know just because in turn what i know in in, in you know in, in an enjoyment of american history i know these things about nixon it's it's yeah. funny because they mm. found the absurdity and they yeah. highlight it and they nail it and they nail it and they nail it yeah and it just they, it turns up it 
escalates into a you know a great crescendo. I think. I think yeah. there's so much about uh, how satire and parody is done that it really was stronger a few decades ago than it is now. Yeah. I think there's some great examples of modern satire if, if I, you go outside i think the not another teen movie kind of stuff oh really i mean if diluted. you get into those like yeah those yeah. things are just a you know, stain on the history of satire right. but then there's yeah. you know there's great stuff like what edgar wright is you know did with you know Dead. Shaun of the dead oh, yeah. and not fuzz or and, even you know, stuff those. that like the president show the president show oh yeah then he yeah. finds the absurdity in the yes whole he does and, and it he, is absurd he, he plays trump like uh an excited baby yeah. is, is, is how he <laughs> yeah. described it. And it really comes across where he's just sort of, right. he's just a goofy baby. Right. <laughs> it's really right. funny. Like he finds the absurdity in it. Yes. You know, the, the contempt doesn't and shine great. through. And mm. I think when the contempt shines through, I think when yeah. the contempt shines through, it takes away. But so there's mm. this stuff. It's, it's, it's finding what's absurd. And so that, that's great. The presidential parody albums of David Fry. There's four of them. There's, mm. I am the president, uh, radio free Nixon, uh, Richard Nixon superstar <laughs> and Richard Nixon a fantasy <laughs> and they're all different and, and, and it's, he's, he's such a good impersonator because he's doing Richard Nixon he's doing Lyndon Johnson he's yeah. doing William Buckley he's I, doing Hubert Humphrey he's doing all these great people and 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 the first one is great He's they do they recorded it in front of a live audience. They invited mm. an audience into the studio to do it, and you yeah. can hear like the genuine laughs. Yeah, mm-hmm. Radio Free Nixon and Richard Nixon, uh, Richard Nixon Superstar, sound a little like they're using a laugh track now. Mm. But oh. the fir- but but I don't know. Yeah. But it could be how they mixed it. But in the in the first one, it's 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 I, you know it's a genuine audience, and you yeah. can hear the laughs, and you can hear like even little isolated laughs at yeah. at certain points where where somebody's just you know trying to stifle it and burst it out, <laughs> and so it is it is great. But all and just the the work that he did, and uh, sadly, once Richard Nixon resigned, his career sort of fell off yeah. until he did a comeback bad. album in 1998 and did a Clinton album. <laughs> but he did these four brilliant. Richard Nixon albums that are just that yeah. are just great. I recommend any of them to anybody who wants to I, I, look I, them up. I, I will say that when I first looked up a, a little video of him uh, online, David Fry, I was a little taken aback at how much deeper his Nixon voice yes. is. We were talking about this earlier, but uh, I'm used to the Futurama Nixon. Yeah, where yeah. He's, I mean, uh, B- Billy West puts it, he, uh, the voice actor who does Nick. Uh, Richard Nixon's head on Futurama. <laughs> yeah, of course. He oh, right, puts yeah, yeah. It, he always says uh, he plays Nixon as though he is always on the verge of becoming a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you hear the croak and like yeah, the break. Like, yeah, or like, that's why I was like riveled with phlebitis. I know what's going on here. And Dar- David Fries is like very dour. Very, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. I am yeah. the president. Oh, like. I am the president. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dour yeah. is a good way to yeah. put it. I, I do want to listen to more of that. We should start our. Hey, we should bring take some inspiration and bring good satire back. With, That's with right. this fantastic yeah. new audio equipment that Nate got. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, radio plays. We should start our own. Yeah. Geekiverse. Coming at you. Yeah. yeah. Geekiverse radio plays, radio dramas, radio sketch shows. It's going to happen. Yeah. It very well may. <laughs> you got to get to work, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Get cracking on that writing. <laughs> Keep an ear out for that, ladies and gentlemen. But Nate. Excuse me one second. I'm going to blow my nose. Nate's got All a right. really good thing here. I'm just going to cleverly... Uh, talk, which uh, you will not notice is filling the time right. as it takes for Nate to blow his schnoz. Nope. Wow, that just went on and on, didn't it? I wonder if they I can hear that. I didn't even hear it. 
I can hear it and I can see it. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> well, Nate, um, I'm gonna guess what your next thing but, is, Nate. I'm gonna uh, guess that you discovered. Um, you discovered weird and uh, fun Ajax ads from the 1950s. Moog no. music. <laughs> Moog music. Yes. I did discover that. Oh my goodness! Oh, yeah. Good guess. I, I, went, I knew it. Uh, <laughs> I well, tell me I about that. Love, tell us about uh, that. Tell the me. early electronic electronic music. So like yeah. uh, Moog. Moog synthesizers are very interesting because they're analog, right? They're not mm-hmm. digital. Yeah. And there's sort of a warmth to them that is absent from like a digital synthesizer that mm. you might have heard in the 80s. Yeah. And it's really interesting so what early like, on they did. What is this that? like um like Pete Townsend, The Who, like Baba O'Reilly kind of synthesizer kind of sound? Weirder than that. Okay. So this is like before... Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Yeah. Right? Oh. So, but this is sort of like when the Moog first came out and they didn't really know what to do with it uh-huh. really. I mean... Some people were already putting it in rock music, but then there were others who were who were like, "Well, no, this is going to be something that we can use for classical, mm-hmm. or for classical for classical in, inspired things." Mm-hmm. And some people, were, uh, one of my favorites that I discovered was this guy called Jean Jacques Perry. And yeah. He's from oh, Paris, of course. And he Nate's got the he, pronunciation right because he right. is fluent in that's French. Right. And oh, the album and he met his wife in France and. and he ah. decided, is okay, so we have this Moog music, right? What does that sound like? What 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 does that mean pop should sound like now? Now that we have this what, Moog. What was the year okay. for this, did you say? This is late 60s, early 70s. I see. Right. And so so this is what he thought. I'm, I'm going to splice in the real track here for just a few seconds. But this is yeah. what he thought that uh, pop was going to sound like now that we had the Moog. And it is pretty great. <laughs> it gets better. You accidentally played the opening to a G4 show. Um, so this is his, no. like. So this is like. That's his idea of what pop is going to be now that we have electronic music. Huh. And it is so out there. It's so goofy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yet fun. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of my favorite kinds of music is is power pop. Right, which is sort of Meaning pop what? and rock, sort of based off of the melodicism of like Beatles records, but with sort of the extra edge of like the Who. Yeah. Okay. The problem with that is that it's a very classicist genre of music. What would be an example of that? Uh, Big Star. Yeah. Oh, okay. Badfinger. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh, um, right. The Raspberries mm-hmm. are are like the prime three. Mm-hmm. Um, you got me into Big Star as it yes, happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Big Star is great. Uh, but, but yeah, they're very. Uh, they have a formula, and it can get mm-hmm. stayed after a while. Mm-hmm. And finding things like that are great because it shakes it up. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Like it just totally like the same thing that Frank Zappa does for me. Mm-hmm. That, like if I feel like I'm just getting bored by the music I'm listening to, mm-hmm. I'll put mm-hmm. on Jean Jacques Perry yeah. or uh, Frank Zappa and just like yeah. shake it up, man. Yeah, 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 totally. Well, yeah, yeah. Like that, for me. I- Start listening to Prague again when I want something. Yeah, yeah. Gentle Giant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, I, I feel, so listen, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah, my my uh, music taste. I guess uh, this, this this is something I was thinking about uh, bringing up in terms of uh, discovering recently. But uh, I think when I get bored with uh, music, it isn't so much of a, a bring something in different and to shake it up, but more of like a, a defaulting back to a comfortable. Uh, space and for me that is kind of becoming shoegaze the, oh, the, yeah. the kind of oh, yeah. genre that uh 
the band I'm in kind of is shoegazy a little bit, and <laughs> yeah. actually, and um, but yeah, I wasn't aware as much of the genre, but you know, I discovered my bloody valentine it certainly has a shoegazy yeah. uh jangle to it yeah oh god i'm glad because i think it's yeah. beautiful especially yeah. uh the album loveless by my bloody Valentine, which is a major oh, yeah. you know you know touchstone of the right. genre is just so hypnotically beautiful to me that was a great discovery um and i like yeah, actually i like a lot of electronic music too um I, uh, I, but I haven't uh, kind of heard of the the Moog yeah. music, music you're uh, speaking of. So that's yeah. kind of an interesting avenue that I wasn't aware of. Yeah, so. it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> listen to the. I think it's mainly Moog stuff. I think it's like a concept album, uh, like by Bruce Hack, Electric Lucifer. Uh, that's a lot of Moog and synth stuff around from like sixty nine, yeah. seventy. Yeah, I'll have yeah. to look that up. It's a kind of nuts. It's like a awesome. like a, yeah. It's got awesome. all the trappings of psychedelic rock, but nice. processed through that Moog. Yeah. Well, what's the guy's name again? Bruce Hack, I believe. H A A C. Okay. Like one of the A's or the C's is there's two of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to look that up. Uh, I'm always on the lookout for for yeah. new old music. I believe that's the guy. Yeah. I always, I always like Somebody can up, correct me if I'm wrong. Gems. Yeah. Um, but then I, I, the other thing I discovered uh, was laser discs. Oh, you oh, did, yeah. didn't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was just this There's, year, huh? Yes, that was just this year. I on ah. a whim, when I was out uh, visiting my parents, mm-hmm. I, I looked on Craigslist and a guy was selling a laser disc and laser disc <laughs> player, and I had always wanted one. Yeah, but even when I was a little kid. Because my uncle had a laser disc player. Yeah, I've never seen it. Just be like, oh, I'm a little surprised whoa. it took you this long to get one. I would one. always remember well, like the display what, of them in media what, play. What, be like, what the hell? Are yeah, those? yeah. Like my older brother was like, this is like the thing. This is like a little too to... rich for our blood. But yeah, this right. Is, uh, <laughs> I just came right. here to get a Goosebumps book, and I got this giant display of laser discs. Yeah. It's this giant movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I uh, well, what, what kept me from getting them for so long is. Uh, uh, my wife <laughs> looked at me and said, and "My wife, my wife. Oh, man. So, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Who do you think you are? Uh, it was a Bob's uh, Burgers reference, not a Scott, Borat uh, reference. That's Scott, how I justify Scott it. Scott Ackerman. <laughs> my my wife's not going to listen to this now. Yeah. No, uh, my, uh, my my wife is like Nate. Those things are enormous. Like if you're <laughs> if you're going to get one of those, just you know." Can you get rid of some other things? Like, at least, <laughs> I like, and, and I said, you know what? That's fair. Yeah. So I sold some stuff, and yeah. I got a laser display right. from, that guy, go. from a guy in Arondequoit. <laughs> no, sorry, Webster. Oh, okay. Webster. In Webster. fact, uh, my laser display is from the Webster Central School District. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, uh, so what kind of stuff did you? What kind of movies did you get with him? Uh, everything. I've, I've got yeah. a bunch of stuff. I have. What have three, you watched so far on it? I've watched Blade Runner. That's okay. And this the, is your first the, time watching Blade my, Runner. My first time watching Blade Runner, and I watched the original theatrical cut with the oh. narrate with the, which with is a the... very interesting choice. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Which is like, uh, yeah, um, which that... makes me even more interested to watch the other versions. Yeah, like, yeah. Even, even though I still like it's, I feel like a lot still came across. You know? Yeah, but but I knew like the going into like the narration was going to be clumsy, so I just kind of took it with a grain of salt. Okay, and, I mean you, you know? were aware of the context yeah. of of that, so yeah. yeah. So, um, so so I sort of I, I I feel like I went in with a good cool outlook on it. That's great. I was able to appreciate. What so this is a whole realm of discovery. It. Not only yeah, you oh, watched yeah. Blade Runner for the first time on Laserdisc, which is also a new new thing for you for 2017. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's quite the end. Yeah. Uh, watched Blade Runner. I watched Marty. Marty was great. I love that movie. Yeah, Marty has Ernest Borgnine in it. Mm-hmm. He plays uh, he, he plays a 36 year old uh, <laughs> in uh, 
in. I don't uh, think Ernest uh, Borgnine uh, was ever thirty six years old. He's never been thirty six. He plays. He he works at an Italian deli in the Bronx, and he's thirty six, and he's not married. What are you doing? You gotta get married. And it's just about like sort of like the Italian culture of having to be. You know, like you're a shame if you're not married. At that <laughs> that's, age. A, that's like uh, sort of that's him, like Houghton culture. Yeah, where we came of, from our Christian, of, our Christian but college. Sort, but it's sort of him like coming to terms with that, and but then finding a woman that he does like, uh-huh. but then nobody else likes the woman, <laughs> and so he just like, hey, you know, I'm 36. I'm gonna I'm gonna be with a woman who I'm gonna be with and who I like talking to. And it's it's, it's a great it's a great little character movie. Great, Marty. Yeah. Marty's good. You I watch am, any I of those Looney stuff. Tunes over there? Oh heck yeah, that's mm. great. I gotta find a way to watch all. All the old Looney Tunes. Oh, know. dude, I have a bunch on uh, on my computer. I ripped them on there. Oh, if nice. you want to just bring over a USB drive, All right. I can, I can mm-hmm. do that sometime. Um, yeah, I, a yeah. bunch of stuff. James Rolfe uh, really Man likes guns uh, laser nice. disc. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he uh, he says that there's like um, there's kind of like an organicness to, yes. to how it looks. Well, and it's, to, it's analog. It's not yeah, because it's correct. Yeah. yeah, and um, and that kind of it's more user friendly in the way that you, there's not like unskippable like titles nope. or like or, or like uh, you know FBI warnings at the beginning. You can just kind of skip through it like a VHS almost. Yep. But you know, obviously, yeah, it looks at, and I know there's there's a. Um, I'm full, thankful the Laserdisc format because there was a lot sourced from that for the Star Wars Despecialized editions. Yes, uh, for the, yes. the HD, uh, yeah, cuts of the yep. the you know the non special edition versions of the Which Star Wars they, trilogy. I they get some of those from you. The, those the are great. Yeah, I have them. Yeah. I'll give yeah. them to you. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely need those because they are the all I have right now. What, what I I mentioned this in another podcast, but the way I always watch Star Wars, the original Star Wars, mm. is uh, someone. Uh, someone scanned a 16 millimeter library print of star wars from yeah 1978 yeah and yeah that's how i watch it it's, it's like pre <laughs> pre-episode yeah, right, yeah pre, like, pre a new hope right uh, it doesn't yeah, even, it yeah. doesn't even say a new hope it just yeah. says star wars nothing and then a crawl yeah no episode four that's great no right. a new hope yeah. it is as close as you can get to the original theatrical version beautiful, of star wars. beautiful. that's awesome um i because i'm a i'm a puritan when it comes to that i kind of that I, one I, movie I, Puritan. <laughs> yeah, uh, I relatively, I'm okay with the minor changes they made in the years that followed the original trilogy. But as far as special edition goes, yeah, oh, I, can, I consider those despecialized versions the definitive way yeah. at this point to watch the original trilogy. I love what uh, the yeah. comedian, uh, what's his name, Dana Gould, said about mm-hmm. the Star Wars special editions. As you mm-hmm. see, like, uh, you, you know, you go into Maz Eisley, you know, yeah. and you see like a robot or like a doobak walking in yeah. front of the camera. Mm-hmm. And he said, any other director at that point would have said, no. Cut. You can't have a do back in front of the camera. Yeah. But no, instead, George Lucas is like, yeah, put it all in. Like, that's not how you direct a movie. Yeah. Make a confession. That is how I first saw Star Wars. Really? Yeah, my dad wow. was a Star Trek guy. He was never into Star Wars, so I never really learned about the magic of Star Wars until I had friends who loved the magic of Star Wars. And the first time I ever saw it, we went to the theater when the special editions came out in 1997. Oh, uh, I was, yes. That's how I saw Empire I and was Jedi 12. for the first time. Yeah. I was 12, and that's how I saw them for the first time. You, wow. So, I mean... You must be really close in age. It was 1997. I was 10. Okay, I was yeah, ten so as well. Born in yeah, okay. Yep. Yep. So but I'd seen I'd seen the originals before that. Unlike so, yeah. VHS, we taped them on TV. I had not seen the original, so I saw them as the special editions. So yeah. I mean, I understand everybody's problem with them. I don't yeah. think I ever had because I ever did because that's how I first yeah. saw them. Wow. Yeah. But I understand why that would make people angry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially if you go back to them now and like the CG is so bad. Yeah, yeah. So I mean bad. that stuff ages. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it doesn't age well. No. 
Not like Jurassic Park. I, I, did I rewatch Jurassic Park? Jurassic recently? Park. Oh, I don't think so. The special effects yeah. have aged it so does. well. Yeah, it's unbelievable for a movie made in 1993. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excuse that, me. Yeah, that's how it um, should be done. Is Jurassic that's right. Park. Mm. But anyway, so that's what I. Uh, that's that's it for me for what yeah, 2017. So, Zelensky. Yeah, let me go through some stuff. I have. Uh, I'm just going to kind of a cluster of movies. All right. That I'd uh, so, so I'd never watched the Iron Giant before. So me and Emily just watched that. Oh, Iron Giant's um, wonderful. Wonder, it is wonderful. I love that movie. Yeah, I love and uh, yeah. Um, there's so much I like about Brad Bird's um, creative um, choices and this. I even yes. like Tomorrowland. You know, that kind of yeah. like I, I've heard that's um, worth watching. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's cool. There's a lot I like about it. It should. It could have been better. I can't wait but... for The Incredibles too. Oh boy, yeah. yeah. The Incredibles is the best superhero movie of all time. I would <laughs> really? agree with that. I would agree with that. Yeah. I have to see it still, oh, which is surprising because I'm such oh. a superhero movie guy, but it's, I've yes. never seen The Incredibles. Go watch it. But I, uh, yeah. It's like how Civil War should have been. <laughs> oh. I still like Civil War. I like Civil War. But, but my like, favorite superhero movie of all time yeah. is The Incredibles. Yeah. I like yeah. Winter Soldier better, but... Uh, yeah. Anyway, we don't need to get in that discussion. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's for, <laughs> yeah, for so another day. To go Conan. Yeah, so I watched the original Planet of the Apes for the first time. So that was great. Um, the original Spider-Man TV movie with uh, Nicholas oh, Hammond, in really, that, which was you is that know the seventies, nineteen seventy, yeah, seventy-seven, okay. yeah, which you know yeah. for its time and for the budget, sure. it's like not a bad effort. No, it's it's impressive. No. For yeah, the time. one where it, like it, you see him going like this, and you can see the giant can of silly string on his. Ah, uh, I don't recall that. Did it um, look like that. It had some like know. you know admirable like wall crawling stuff. Yeah, I've never seen that. The one. guy is like this, I would say like the spitting image of the the nineteen ninety four animated Spider Man. Yeah. Oh, Hammond. he looks. Like, he's like he has yeah. like the mop top. He looks like he's that like, Peter Parker. Yeah, and yeah. he, he kind of. Yeah, I, I remember renting those on VHS back in the day. Yeah, those yeah. old Spider Man movies, the animated TV series? movies. Yeah. That was oh, cool to see the old TV movies and the lead up to Homecoming to see where we've come from. Three Outlaw Samurai. This what, movie, um, Three Outlaw Samurai. I haven't heard of that it's, one. Um, uh, I don't recall the director. It's not a Kurosawa, but it was uh, an inspiration for Last Jedi. Oh, um, cool. You know, okay. uh, uh, Ryan Johnson, you know, g- kind of gave a... He uh, posted online, like, this mov- list of movies that he wanted his cast to watch that were tonal inspirations for The Last Jedi. And one yeah. of them was Three Outlaw Samurai, a great samurai okay. flick with, uh, with these three main characters coming from these different uh, places. Um, Is that the scene that influenced when the... Uh, First order shows up on the on crate. Where um, they're standing, or no, that's a different. That's I a would, different, I would, uh, you know, samurai. I I saw a lot of samurai uh, sim- cinematic inspiration from the um, the last. I won't say what it is in case there's anyone uh, who right. hasn't seen the Last Jedi, but the last duel at okay. the end of the movie. Yeah, okay, that felt right. very old. You know, just like the calculated, like move by move kind of yeah. uh, approach to a lightsaber okay. fight, which mm. I adored. I'm with yeah. you on that. Yeah. Um, that. Also, in terms of Japanese cinema, Lady Snowblood. Isn't I've that vaguely heard? It's of very it. cool. There's uh, is that Kill- Kurosawa? No, mm-hmm. um, Kill Bill Volume One took a lot of inspiration for this, uh, yeah. specifically oh. from Lucy Liu's character. Oren Ishii is like okay. exactly Lady Snowblood. Mm-hmm. And there's actually right. a, a song from Lady Snowblood that is used in uh, Kill Bill Volume One wow. for the end of it. Uh, okay. So that was very cool. Um, Blade Runner, I think I had seen before 2017, but I kind of you know revisited it a lot. I kind of went back to watch it a lot in the lead up to 2049. And uh, so that that was a big, uh, you know, older thing I was getting into and just learning a lot uh, more about just, you know, I, yeah. I, I adore that original. And uh, I haven't yet seen the theatrical cut, but um, I have I finally got a, um, a, a a version of the Blu-ray that has all does, the different cuts the on it. the final or the director cut, do, do, the, do those have narration? No. They don't? They don't. At all? No. Oh. They're much more, they're told 
the, the story is told in a more effective and subtle way and uh huh. um and they have very different endings um huh. so look forward to that yeah uh i saw the original mummy because I was so excited uh, yes. about the new one. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Which is great. I don't like it as much as you know, Dracula's or Frankenstein. We've obviously talked about this in depth. Yeah. yeah. We, we, yes. Yes. And for those who do want to hear us talk, hear us talk more about we the We have a whole podcast movies, about we that. We did a whole podcast about that. Yeah. Yeah. So. But, uh, yeah. That's great. That's one of my favorite of the universe. I did really yeah. enjoy it, especially the opening. Not the new one, but yeah. the yeah. mummy, the original mummy. I think that's great. my, of the movies. To clarify... Yeah. No, we don't mean the 1999. No, movie. we mean the 1932. Yes, yeah. I um, still enjoy the, the 1999 one. Oh, I, I do, do as well. It's a fun, it's but sure. a lot of it's a people fun are Indiana mistaken. Jones it, it, movie it, it, is what it is. Yeah. It, it just bothers me when people will say like the original Mummy was so great. The, like, the original the, one with Boris. What Brad yeah, Fra- yeah, what what Brendan like, Fraser did remaking like, yeah, yeah, the Brendan yeah. Fraser movie. That's that's the the dominant. Yeah. reaction that most people i talked to yeah thought that the was original the 1932 yeah. is great yes, yes it is. um glad you saw that so yeah. uh yeah and uh and uh, another lead up to a new movie and lead up to logan i watched some of the cinematic inspiration for logan uh namely the gauntlet with clint eastwood and shane the classic oh, western shane okay. uh which oh. was um i en- i enjoyed the gauntlet the ending is ridiculous utterly ridiculous uh in my opinion for what the movie was but uh shane is really glad that was a really big inspiration for logan they actually used footage from that movie like they watched some of that movie in logan and there's uh you know there's big thematic uh tie-ins with that and logan you know i just adored i thought it was one of the best movies of the year and uh shane is a great old classic western and then i i revisited some stuff that i'd seen years back like uh labyrinth and uh jumanji <laughs> and uh josie and the pussycats and that's an underrated. I actually, I actually that movie that that movie was pretty good. It's a pretty great satire, satire. of commer- the com- yeah. music commercialism of the time. Yeah. Uh, what year was that one? Two thousand. No. The two thousand one. Yeah, pre nine eleven though. Pre yeah, yeah maybe it might have been like nineteen ninety nine yeah, yeah 1999, or two thousand but like it's like yeah Carson Daly's TRL is featured in yeah. it but it's Ooh. really funny it's like you know much more than it has like who, any right to be who all is in that one i know rachel lee cook rachel is, lee cook rosario dawson oh, okay tara reed oh, all right yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um uh alan cumming okay uh yeah oh and parker posey which automatically posey. makes it you know elevates all right, it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh but yeah and uh and i also revisited uh oh uh i was inspired to watch rewatch a lot of john hughes and lean up to spider-man homecoming mm-hmm. okay um right. and right. uh i still think some kind of wonderful is his best uh team i love that movie. that's i like it better than pretty in pink i uh, do too ferris bueller's day off is is better than i remember it, ferris bueller's day off day off being more of just like a goofy kind of like yeah. thing but it's it has more of a dramatic heart to it than i remembered yeah, yeah. So, especially with cameron yeah with cam yeah big. like I, I in fact the more i watch the more i think of cameron as the real main character of that movie yeah, yeah. you know Interesting. like like he—he's the one who grows. He's, he's the, the one, one you changes. relate to more. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's yeah. the one I relate to. He's also the only one that changes. You know, yeah, he's the only one that, that experiences character growth in the movie. Is yeah. there a theory that like? Oh, Cam that, is nuts oh yeah, and for, Ferris Bueller's yeah. a figment of his imagination. Yeah, like, similar to like like a Fight Club. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> fight Club in it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think it holds up. Yeah, I don't. That, no, it doesn't, it doesn't hold up. It's just funny. Yeah. yeah. 
So, yeah, but, but that was just a cluster of things I had either um, discovered for the first time or uh, revisited in 2017. All right. It's a good year. Looking forward yeah. to what comes next. All right. Oh, for now, sweet. what's coming now, next, Nate? What's coming next is we have some more user submissions. Yes. Please. Wonderful. All right. All so, right. So this is from Mary Debo. Okay. Mary Debo. Uh, this is what uh, she sent in for what she discovered in 2017. It is Pog-centric, ladies and gentlemen. But can we put up the Pog alert? <laughs> Pog alert. Pog alert. All right. Uh, so oh, she went... He's she, back in Pog form. <laughs> she went to something called PogCon. Uh, so uh, there's a PogCon that's been going on for the last few years, I guess. And um, as Mary says, quote, Mary Debo. For anyone who has forgotten about Pogs, they're kind of a game. You take a plastic disc and throw it on top of a stack of cardboard discs. I'm sorry I wasn't very good at the game, so I super uh, don't really get it. But some people won. Uh, I was not one of them. I did enjoy the 90s music playing uh, at said PogCon. <laughs> this, this was her first year attending. Uh, she said we were given goodie bags with all sorts of fun 90s stuff. Uh, clapper toys you swing around to make the clicking sound like the New Year's Eve yeah. kind of thing. Oh, okay. Mini slinkies, a handful of Pogs, assorted pencils and trinkets. Uh, she did not s- discover any latent uh, Pog skills, but uh, oh. Jason, mm-hmm. her friend who she went with, uh, won the tournament. Her, uh, that, that's her uh, boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Ooh. this has gotten uh, Geekiverse after dark. Excuse me, <laughs> boyfriend. Well, wow. uh, so uh, well, her boyfriend won the tournament. Yeah, so he's kind of the hero of the story. That's right. Uh, it was an intense game, but he won a tube of. 200 pogs and tamagotchi Uh, but she says don't be sad for me though uh i now get the honor of dating the world champion pog player so she's beautiful it's like casino royale told from the perspective of vesper lind 200 pogs is a lot of pogs so uh thank you for sending that in um so um (laughs) so uh yeah so but uh yeah pogcon uh it's uh, I, I, I think Jason also sent in his his recollection from his point of view. Oh, does he? Yeah, do you want to oh. look that up? You just have to click back there. Um, yeah, I, I think that's on there too. So, so okay. you will get to hear the experience from uh, Jason's point the of view. Champion. It, yeah, uh, which it, it could be a completely right. different conclusion, like Rashomon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so his friend, uh, a guy by the name of. Uh, Joe Kenyon, he runs PogCon every year. And uh, as, as uh, Mary said, he usually consists of 90s-themed things with the main event of it being a Pog tournament. And this year, he won first place, and he's now a champion. Uh, but Jason also sells Pogs, uh, shows, collects, and usually has a, a Pog cookie cake. Oh, wow. <laughs> he's been doing this for a few years, kind of small, with uh, their friends attending. But, you know, it's growing. He wants to make it even bigger. Uh, he's been in contact with some companies that want to. You know, he wants to help bring Pogs back. Uh, so that's what Jason is endeavoring to do. And uh, if you want to uh, find out more about PogCon, you can uh, you can look up uh, uh, follow Joe's uh, the guy was uh, entertainment company Diligent Loiter on Twitter uh, at, at Diligent Loiter. You can find more about PogCon on there. But thank you, Mary, and thank you, Jason, <laughs> thank you. for those wonderful submissions and our thank tale of a, of a bygone era and about how, uh, you know, modern uh, tournaments of uh, games of chance and of intrigue and of romance That's right. uh, can occur <laughs> in this day and age through a 90s lens. You. So thank you for that. Hi there, Memory Machine listeners. Uh, I am jumping in here real quick because we I realized after the recording that we did that I forgot someone's comments. You see, 
uh, one of our good buddies, Lou, was going to be in here talking with us as well, but uh, he ended up having a date night with his wife because they had a, well, for those of you who have kids, you know uh, what a rare opportunity it is to be without them for an evening, so they took advantage of that. I don't blame them for, I don't blame him for missing at all for that reason. Anyway, but he uh, wanted to make sure that he sent this in real quick to, to uh, share with us about what he discovered in 2017, uh, especially with him being a... Uh, newer parent sort of somewhere now i am actually anyway he said i suppose it would have been a rediscover technically but i was actually going to bring up sesame street growing up you think of, you think of it like a dumb quote-unquote baby show but as a parent that show has been a lifesaver this year and is oddly funny for adults and pretty pop culture savvy Weird choice, I know, but hey, super relevant for the last year of my life. And I could totally sympathize with our good friend Lou, because I am a newish, not, uh, my son's three years old, so not that new, but, you know, um, been around the box parenting, and it is true that there are some shows that your kids will watch, and you just can't stand it, and you want them to turn it off, and it's just bugs you to no end. But then there are other shows that you don't mind, and some you kind of enjoy watching with your kids. And I found that to be an experience with myself as well. Sesame Street, not so bad. Not so bad at all. I mean, obviously, I don't need to learn my letters and numbers and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, you appreciate the little nods to uh, things like, you know, I've never seen once they you know made a reference to ER or The Sopranos or you know, Game of Thrones or something like that. I mean, obviously, things would be way over the children's heads and nothing salacious, but, you know. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I totally sympathize with him with that. Anyways, uh, let's get back to the show. So now we want to have a, a third and final uh, round about what right. kind of things, what old oh, things we wanted to discover. So this next, last is that round, we're, we're talking about what we're looking forward to. Old stuff we're looking forward to discovering in the coming year. Yeah. Is there anything yes. I haven't thought of anything off the top of my head just yet? But it okay. sounds like you guys did. We did. So uh, why don't you, Trey, go first, and okay. I'll try to think of something. Well, Nate, as you know, as we have talked about it quite a bit in the off times of these podcasts, yes. I am a huge comedy Bang Bang fan. Yes. <laughs> and love all of the improv stuff that happens at, at on Earwolf and on the internet and in the podcast universe. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Funny enough, Comedy Bang Bang was a discovery of me this year, but it, I didn't qualify it as old. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that. that old. You know, <laughs> I, I had listened to a lot of the other uh, Earwolf improv mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. And but and then I discovered like Comedy Bang Bang and Matt Besser's Improv for Humans. And so on yeah. Matt Besser's Improv for Humans, he had an author on named Sam Wasson who wrote a book called Improv Nation. Uh -huh. And the subtitles like How We Made an American Art. And it's about the history of improv through the Compass Players and Second City yeah. and going all the way up into the Upright Citizens Brigade now. Yeah. And so in these books, there's a lot of stories about um, the original players at the Compass with like Mike Nichols and Elaine May and Shelley Berman. And so it started me down a rabbit hole. And yeah. I and, mm. and so I was just re like reading just little information about Nichols and May and, yeah. and Shelley Berman here and there, um, but then I went to my local record store and found a bunch of Nichols and May and Shelley Berman nice. stand up <laughs> albums and Nichols and May albums, and so 
I am going to at least start off my 2018 by discovering <laughs> the comedic <laughs> genius of Shelley Berman nice. and Nichols and May and, oh, uh, the improv group The Committee, which was founded in San Francisco, mm. you know, mm. I think uh, I think in the 60s. That has, like, uh, Larry Hankin, who was uh, Kramer. Uh, the guy they cast as Kramer on the Seinfeld episode where they cast the pilot. Oh! So the guy oh, as Larry oh, oh. Hankin <laughs> and he Howard. Was in, oh, yeah, what else was he in? I just, and he's been in some Sandler movies. I remember like, him in Billy Madison. Yeah, he's in yeah. Billy Madison. Carl from yeah. Billy Madison. Oh, Carl from <laughs> Billy Madison. He's probably been in more well-known yeah. stuff, but that's off the And uh, Howard Hessman, who was uh, Johnny Fever on oh, WKRP. Yeah. Yeah, he was yeah, part yeah. of the committee oh, in wow. San Francisco, so I found a committee album. And so I'm going to at least spend the first part discovering early improv and older improv groups to connect to my love of current improv uh, that's wonderful that's awesome yeah that's, that's awesome. why I, I always want to go back and rediscover uh yeah old comedy and uh because i have a lot of yeah. respect for that and i'd like to uh, become more familiar with old snl old improv stuff like that yeah 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 i, would, I was listening just to some old stand-up today like from the 60s mm-hmm. uh some some of it I enjoyed, some of it not so much. Uh, mm. Charlie Callis, sorry man, you're just uh, I you're just too spastic for me. Um, <laughs> but uh, Henny Youngman, yes. I liked a lot. Yeah. Uh, Walter Winchell called him the king of the one-liners, <laughs> and he would uh, yeah, tell a joke like my my wife goes to a goes to a trappist to get her to get her furs done. She brought uh, he bred a mink with a gorilla. Problem is. It was, the sleeves are too long, <laughs> and, but but then like you know like, but but then I'll tell that joke and then look at the audience and give like a little side smile like I just told this bad joke. <laughs> like, <laughs> that one passed you. And, you uh, fell for it. And you <laughs> fell for it. <laughs> and I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that was very goofy, very fun. Okay. Um. But anyway. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For me, uh, a lot of it is is more movies. Um. Yeah. Obviously, I'll keep going with Bond. Um. I was. I want to watch more Akira Kurosawa. Also, Akira, the movie oh, Akira. Yeah, there you go. Um. There's a lot of uh, uh, horror stuff is generally a genre that I I am always looking to watch and read more of. In terms of movies, I still have to watch The Thing, um, Poltergeist, yeah. the original Wicker Man. Not the Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Not the bees. Not the not, bees. Not the, not, bees. The bees. <laughs> not the bees. But the Lees, as in Christopher Lee. Oh, yeah. There you go. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Yes, Everyone's yeah. applauding mm-hmm. me right now. Yeah. Uh, Candyman, Hellraiser. Um, and also, uh, have you ever heard of Kwaidan? No. Uh, that is an older Japanese um, horror anthology film oh. of all ba- based on kind of like Japanese folk tales and everything. And I remember just waking up in the middle of the night like years back and it was playing on a movie channel. It was like the weirdest, most intriguing, spookiest <laughs> thing I'd seen. So I, that's something I want to get. Also, right. in terms of my reading, um, I've, I've, oh, I'm always trying to read more H.P. Lovecraft. Um, yes. uh, and I want to get into some older Marvel stuff like Fantastic Four that I haven't read. Um how and much, oh yeah, yeah, how no. much Lovecraft have you read so far? Lovecraft. Um, uh, in terms of the the more major stories, I've read Call of Cthulhu, uh-huh. and I've also I've been making my way through uh, 
an anthology, uh, uh, a compilation book. So yeah. I've read some of it. It kind of, it kind of goes chronologically. So okay. uh, Dagon, right? And okay. um, uh, I forget what some of the earlier stories were that were kind of uh, you know a little bit like prototypes for the ideas that he introduced in later stories. Right. Um, but I still haven't gotten to some of the bigger ones like Mountains okay. of Madness and, and yeah. stuff like that. So um, right. yeah, there, there's a there's a couple other short ones that I've read that I don't recall. I'm the always interested right now. to hear what people think of him because his legacy oh. is very complicated now. Yeah. Of the uh, the the racism. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, but well, I mean, happen when. But he, but he's <laughs> still like super influential. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, it's like what, in, what, in, in, he, in Fleming's what, thing too. Speaking yeah. of Bond. Oh yeah, he was, <laughs> yeah. He was living like die right. like uh, the book specifically. Yeah, I mean, with, with me with that is is I really enjoy uh, one of my one of my things is I really enjoy old Looney Tunes and things yeah. like that, like uh, cartoons yeah. of that vintage, right? Mm-hmm. Animation of that vintage, yeah. and there is a lot of yeah yeah bad racist mm. jokes mm. um but the thing I, I mean i think warner brothers does a good job with this on their dvds so yeah they say look yeah we you have to acknowledge that this is bad mm-hmm. we acknowledge that this is bad mm-hmm. it wasn't right then and it's not right yeah. now mm-hmm. but it did happen yeah and we can't just erase it mm-hmm. no uh, I, you know i think that follows yeah. for certain people with yeah. lovecraft like they understand but yeah. it's like still you, highly influential it's it's Putting it in proper context. Yeah. I yeah. think that's the key. Which I think I can, you know, you can read that and kind of like say, I don't like this, but I love this man's approach to right. horror. Yeah. And that's right. What, yeah. So, and, 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 and it, you and it be takes able that to, kind yeah. of, and, and once you do have that context, mm-hmm. what, what, it makes it so you can enjoy that. I, I would not, like, there are certain Looney Tunes and things like that that yeah. I won't watch with my son because right. I know they have questionable mm-hmm. material in right. them. Yeah. And I don't want to watch those with him until I'm able to. To explain say, to him yeah. what this is and why that's right. not okay and mm. that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, An interesting. I was watching one oh. c- cartoon called Porky's Railroad, mm-hmm. where the where the 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 train is it's a runaway train yeah. and it goes by a pile of wood, and mm-hmm. it rushes by and it blows all the wood off and there's a black guy underneath and I was like, what is that? Has to be a reference to something, mm-hmm. uh. and it is a reference. To an old phrase that has thankfully gone out of style, called "in an N word in the woodpile," oh, no. <laughs> sort of meaning uh. an elephant in the room. Oh, so okay. when I looked that up, I was like, "Oh no! Oh no! Yeah. No no!" <laughs> like, oh, wow, uh, yeah. that 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 kind of ruined my day. <laughs> yeah, that sort of stuff needs to. Yeah, but yeah, anyway, forgotten. Anyway, sorry. Um, speak- but I was going to say interesting on the Lovecraft point yeah. because the way I brought it up is there were two in the past two years two. Uh, books and i i've just picked them up because i want to read them and i mm. haven't gotten to them yet they're in a to be read pile but one mm. is by an author named Rat, matt ruff called lovecraft county mm. or lovecraft country and another one is by victor laval called the ballad of black tom okay the Ballad of black tom is like a retelling a retelling of the horror at red hook okay um from the perspective of a, a black musician mm. and um Lovecraft County specifically deals with like the racism parts. Huh. Uh, it takes place now, but there's these Lovecraft cults that are racist. It deals with oh, this complicated yeah. legacy, which is why mm. it always intrigues me because I think because I came to Lovecraft relatively late. People talking about how influential it was, and mm. as I started reading them, I was I noticed. Well, I understand, but this is problematic stuff. So I'm yeah. always wondering like how how people can because yeah. some people I, take that and 
I'm done. Throw it away. And yeah, some people yeah. try to separate it or parse it, and it just it, yeah. I guess that, I mean there's a lot of I think yeah. the, the the worst of it that I I have yet to read. So I haven't yeah. really encountered too okay. much of the racism and yeah. the stuff I've read, but I am aware of that. And at this point, it's yeah. Uh, I think it's more of a separation thing for me because yeah. I just uh, yeah. I mean, uh, the besides the mythology he built, I just love the ideas through his horror of there just being, uh, you know, these unseen forces that things are happening and they're going to happen. These, you know, some people discover about these things that are happening and you know, these, these terrible, uh, you know, these foreboding forces that it's going to end in this horrible conclusion and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. And but just, it's just whether you know about it or not, yeah. if you know about it, it might drive you insane. Yeah, and exactly. It's just like, that, that's, that's like you know, that. this kind yeah. of just, it's yeah. the kind of what's out of your control that is like what's, what's the most uh, and ambiguous. That's like the most scary thing. So I just think that's great in the mythology. Well, but uh, yeah, something. We can talk more about it next year when we record this. Perhaps we can. the follow up. Tune back in. Hey, In terms of, uh, uh, yes. racist old uh, animation <laughs> I, I you know one thing that Great I topic. that yeah. I uh, I think sorry, would I also put on my no, list okay. of things uh, to watch for uh, 2018 is the original Fantasia and uh, uh, yes and there's the you know I just discovered about that recently yeah, about that, that Disney scene. has actually yeah. uh edited the original yeah. to be to kind of eliminate the the the, the, the yeah. what is it the like the horses the yes. opponent yeah yes in I, one I don't them. know if there's any way you can see the original now or if they put um i think i've there. just seen youtube clips of what the original is looked it, like YouTube but obviously it's not okay. an official release anymore yeah. Yeah. yeah it's uh i mean i i understand where disney's coming from with that yeah. where like you have to you want to continue to sell this to young people or mm-hmm. something it's not like with like a lot of the looney tune sets that come out yeah they're sold i mean it says on the back it says we're selling these to collectors yeah, yeah. we sell this to you because you have an interest in animation history. Yeah. You're not an eight-year-old looking to be entertained. Right. We yeah. do. Ha- they do have sets for eight-year-olds that yeah. want to be entertained. But this is for you, the collector. Mm. So we're... You, you asked for it. So here it is. <laughs> that's, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But with Fantasia, I don't know how you could get around that. I don't know yeah. how you could... I guess... I, you know what? I bet Disney just just like, well, yeah, sure, put it on YouTube. Like... <laughs> Yeah, what, we we we're never gonna monetize it. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, and it's just uh. Yeah, because it's it's tough with Fantasia too, because the animation is so uh tightly paired with the sound, so it's it's not you can really cut clips out, so they have to either crop things, yeah, or just actually like remove things air from yeah, yeah, air, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of interesting. It's uh. Yeah, I mean, you, I, you know, it's it's the kind of thing you, you know, wouldn't uh, notice if if you didn't know because yeah. of the nature of what's going on on screen yeah. and those sequences. Fantasia is a beautiful movie, though. Yeah, you, yeah. You, that's, you're saying you haven't seen. it? I yet? haven't seen the full movie, oh, so that's Fantasia something I've been is wanting to. Beautiful. Yeah. It is, after watching it for the first time in a long time, I, I I was bored by it as a kid. Yeah. But yeah. having watched it recently, I think that's one of Walt Disney's absolute finest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. was Fantasia. Yeah, I'm looking forward uh, to that. It's incredible. Yeah. It's uh the, there's a part in it where they it's uh a classical piece is being played and every instrument is just uh symbolized by light and paint brushes going mm-hmm. back and forth and it all works so well. It's mm. it's wonderful. That's great. Um, and the Chernabog scene at the end is pretty cool. That's, that's all I ever thought. Fan- yeah. I thought of Fantasia was only ever the Chernabog scene and the Sorcerer's, the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Apprentice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and did you, I, I didn't realize until looking into it recently that the Nicolas Cage movie Sorcerer's Apprentice 
is a Disney movie, and it's kind of supposed to be like a retelling yeah. of yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. It is. That is a weird but, but, thing. But, but, to, I think they do before, have a cleanup scene in it. But, I, but, was uh, this before the Marvel and Star Wars acquisitions when they were still trying desperately to get the teenage boy crowd? I think I so. Think so. Yeah. yeah. It's what Jay Baruchel and Nicholas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Alfred we'll Molina, ne- I think. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm telling you, after those that Marvel and Star Wars acquisitions, mm-hmm. you know, we'll probably never see Tron come back ever again. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, that Tron yeah. was. Uh, that's tough because that. Um, yeah, I love Tron, and they. Yeah, there was a third one that was. Spo- yeah, it did really get. It was after. I feel like it was after the. Yeah, the, after the acquisition, and uh, yeah, they they. Well, the sequel there was, was after the acquisition too, right? The, the legacy after. was before the acquisition, yeah. I think. Oh, did they put it into production before the acquisition? Because didn't it come out in, like, 2010? Yeah, uh, uh, Star Wars wasn't... They didn't oh, buy Star Wars the until... Star Wars acquisition. Yeah, they didn't I, buy I'm Star thinking, Wars until 2012. 2012, yeah. and Legacy came out a year before... I think a year yeah, before Yeah, I'm that. thinking in terms of even Marvel, too. Yeah. It was after think, the Marvel acquisition. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the... Uh, yeah, you know, the third one was really ab- abruptly kind of canceled, Man. but then now there's all these things about... Um, there being a yeah a third one that might kind of be a reboot. I mean the, the the director of Legacy still talks about you know making a new one and supposedly Jared Leto is attached to a remake and everything. Mm. I think Epcot's getting a ride. Really? Yeah. A Tron ride? There's a there's a roller coaster at one of the, I think Shanghai maybe or one of the one of the overseas Disney's. Mm. There's a Tron like light cycle coaster. I, oh, I, I want that. And I think Epcot's <laughs> gonna. I think Epcot's getting one here well, in good. the states. Oh, good. It's not gonna. I'm, it's not gonna be at the one in California. I don't think. But I think it's coming to Epcot. Dude. Oh, good. I really. I, oh, I love that. Tron, and I, I yeah. really like this. I uh, really like this. I still haven't too. seen Legacy. I've, yeah. I've seen the original Tron many times. Yeah. I, in fact, I got to see. That's another movie I got to see at the Dryden Theater in Rochester. Yeah. I got to see the uh, 35 millimeter print, and at the very beginning, they put up a couple little slides trying to explain to you how computers work because because <laughs> Disney was really afraid that nobody would understand the plot. Ooh, we do. Yeah, um, Ooh, yeah, Legacy is really cool. But yeah. I think with with me, like when I'm looking to discover, yeah, I think it's got back on track. <laughs> I, you know, I think. It, it, it's hard for you to say because like Every, everything you do head, is rediscovering and rediscovering yeah, things yeah, that, that's in the past. Kind of, that's that kind of my what, mo. It's where it's, you live. Yeah, yeah. That, that's where I live is digging up stuff I haven't, old stuff I haven't seen. Yeah, trying to find things that history tried to forget. Or yeah, uh, one thing you know, one thing that I do kind of that I, I just I went through my Amazon wish list. To th- is the, yeah. like what have I not bought yet uh-huh. that are things I want to see? And uh, one of them is Charles Ray movies. Charles Ray was a silent drama, dramatic actor, okay. comedic dramatic actor, mm-hmm. and he did a rural guy going to the big city kind of movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, okay. But, but there are a couple that I wanted to see. Uh, one is called The Pinch Hitter, and another is called The Busher. Uh-huh. And they're movies, they're baseball movies, as you could probably tell by the titles. Busher meaning, you know, playing in the Bush Leagues, and uh, the Pinch Hitter. Yeah, but I, know. I, I know that I, one. I, yeah, I know that one. yeah. But uh, I knew that reference. But good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd, I've always been just interested in like vintage sports stuff, like yeah. okay. old, like old sports things. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and so seeing a silent movie about you know nineteen tens era baseball is oh, really yeah. is the really freshman. intriguing to me. Yeah, freshman <laughs> with that old football stuff. Yeah, I right. love mm-hmm. I love seeing like when you watch an old movie and they have football in it just to see how wildly different it is yeah compared to what we have today you mm-hmm. know no face masks mm-hmm. uh you know tackling is just like 
like a wrestling move. Yeah. You don't want to kill the guy. Um, and it's all played on grass. Like the, the, the field is like all muddied up and gross yeah, course, by yeah. halftime. Um, but it, yeah, I really like old, old sports, old sports all movies. Right. And I'm really interested to see that. There's also one too that I would love to watch. It's, I don't remember the name of it right now, but it's a hockey movie from 1937 starring wow. John Wayne as a hockey player. Wow. Yeah. And I, that premise intrigues me too much to not eventually buy the Warner <laughs> yeah. Archive DVD for $20 to watch John it. Wayne in a hockey movie. Yeah. Like, how many skating lessons did he have to I take? I know, right? Like, <laughs> right? I just had to see, like, did he, does he really skate? Like, does he really yeah. know how to skate? <laughs> I, I, I have to know. And, and like that, but I really hope I get to see, like, some, like, old 30s NHL or AHL footage. You know, yeah, like oh, old, yeah. like old footage of like the Montreal Maroons or uh, <laughs> yeah. or uh, Lord willing the Hershey Bears or oh, yeah. so those old those old uh, AHL teams, Cleveland oh, Barons. Yeah. <laughs> um, but how old are the Amherst? They're old. Uh, Nineteen fifty-six. Oh, only fifty-six. Yeah, 56. So not you won't get any old. They are Manchester the Amherst. second. They are the second oldest AHL team still, still in existence. standing. Okay, yeah, the Hershey Bears are the, the oldest. oldest one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. Oh. Old sports stuff. Yeah. Which so that's actually a, that's next week, uh, I hope to do next week, yeah. we're going to do a podcast about silly old sports songs. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm very excited like about what, that. Like what kind of silly old sports songs? Like, uh, like songs about like like the Super Bowl shuffle from like the Bears or like that is, you're listening to like Brass Bonanza from the Hartford Whalers? Yes. Okay. Right. Yes. <laughs> so uh, uh, the Super Bowl shuffle is just a little too obvious. Right. Okay. Like, yeah, it's a no, little on the nose. We're going yeah. to talk about the Patriots song that came out at the same time called the New, New England, the Patriots, and we. <laughs> boy, oh boy, is it bad. Oh, um, really? And there's also a song, actually one of my favorite ones that I discovered, I mean, mm-hmm. we'll talk about it more next week, but there's yeah. one about the Detroit Red Wings, and mm-hmm. it is one of the most inspirational, wonderful <laughs> things I've ever heard. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's great. I mean, I don't really care for the Red I mean, I'm a Sabres fan, yeah. so I don't really care for the Red Wings, but that song is great. Oh, I'm sure. You're going to get the Sabres, we're going to win that cup song? Oh, yeah. That they oh, always yeah. play too early when in the playoffs oh, and jinx gosh. them? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not even that good of a sports song. I know. It, it just... But they... Dun, get, dun, dun, yeah, dun, I know. Dun, dun, dun. But they got to stop playing it in, like, the second round of I the know. playoffs. I know. But anyway... <laughs> play it, like, when we're one game away from the cup next time. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> don't ruin our... Yeah, ruin don't our ruin chances. our chances. <laughs> Um, anyway, so let's uh, finish up. I got one more uh, user submission yes. to talk about. Yes, it's from yes. my good old buddy, Dan Liggett. Dan Liggett, oh, get right. that out of here. Get <laughs> that Liggett boy nope. off the stage. Nope, nope, nope. He, uh, oh, he was, you know, he was just recently on a Geekiverse podcast on the, oh, he was. Uh, on, uh, the wrestling, uh, that's right. yes. Bruner's wrestling podcast. That's right. Okay, that's, okay. That's why that name sounds That's familiar. right. I he, don't know you. Yeah. He, he's that's a, he's a, he's a referee for victory one wrestling here in Buffalo. Yeah. Local oh, nice. wrestling. So he knows yeah. what he's talking. He's a lifelong wrestling fan. Oh so, yeah. Uh, uh, Lisky, have you ever been to a match with us? Yes, with I that? have. Oh yeah. That's right. I went, that's I went right. to the one. Yeah. With yeah. you uh, and Drew. Yeah. Yeah. It was one great. It was super, super Was that the one at the Bash of the Beach? Yeah. That was. Yeah. Yeah. It was by the beach. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> what promotion was that? Was that that's, victory? that's victory one? Oh, okay, yeah. I go to ESW it, quite a bit. It, oh, yeah, you go to ESW. <laughs> yeah, I had a friend oh, who was a long time ESW let, let, guy. Let, let, let me know if you're going up to the ESW All show. Right. I'll go up with you. All right. Um, I love local wrestling. Okay. It's so much fun. <laughs> really you know, fun. you're not going to see the anyway. Yeah, we were just yeah. us and Dan's parents were just kind of heckling him the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Would you go to a four year Christian college? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, Great. Boy. All right, what do we got? So Dan Leggett says that, uh, well, first of all, that he didn't like the French 80s pop song I put at the end of the last podcast. Well, um, I'm <laughs> so sorry, Dan. <laughs> um, me and Dan used to be... Me and Dan... Uh, also, Nate, uh, uh, we both roomed with Dan in college, yes, we so did. we're good friends. Yeah, yeah we're very good but, friends. Uh, but he says he's getting into speedruns. So oh, yeah. So he watched a lot of speedruns. Of old uh, games. Particularly, oh, okay. of, particularly of, you're going to like this, uh, mid-90s, like 64-bit era. So Crash oh. Bandicoot. Oh, right. 64, yeah. Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah, okay, cool. And yeah. uh, he, he's just he's watching them in awe of... of you know the clipping and the things you could do to get around to to make something. You break kind of pushing the boundaries of yeah. what is technically allowable. Yeah, yeah. You can break um, the game. Okay. In fact, he's. He, uh, I remember one time we were playing Super Mario sixty, uh, Super Mario Kart sixty four, and he was showing me how he could on this one stage, uh, if you backed up a certain way mm-hmm. and went forward, it would have it counted him as go, having gone a lap. Yeah, he could just back up and go forward, and back up and go forward, and win the race. And <laughs> And uh, so it's, it's, yeah, he always did that kind of stuff where he, yeah. like he, do you remember when he got really into Battletoads that one year? No, I don't. There was one year he Isn't got Battle super hard. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was determined to beat it oh, and he okay. had it on an emulator. So he's like, I can do save states so we All can right. make uh. this happen and we can make it work. Mm-hmm. And he got really far. Yeah. But, did uh, he not beat it yet, though? He didn't beat uh-huh. it. Because he got to the part where like the snakes move around. Okay. And he was just like, I think it got too frustrating for him to, that the point is just like it's not worth it. It's not <laughs> worth it. Like, I don't need to do this. One of these days, <laughs> no one's asking me. Yeah. Um, yeah, Chelsea. Uh, I don't know if you guys met Chelsea. Uh, she recently moved uh, moved away. But oh she yeah, was yeah, a teeny Chelsea. tiny tuna. She yeah, uh, uh, yeah she was uh, into speed runs as well. Um, oh yeah. So uh, only she were here. I know. But she's still around though. Yeah. She's so. in I think North Carolina now. If All I right. Recall correctly, but anyway. Uh, Katie, so, my wife also chimed in and said that oh, she yes. is uh, which is funny because she was the one initially saying please don't get a lasers player it's so bulky <laughs> but but after i got it she has been buying me laser discs left and right oh. just being like would you like this one would you like this what one a good what if life. i got this one for you yeah. and just like katie it's i mean th- that's not even all the laser discs i have i have it I, sure. I, I put a ton in the other room to kind of get them out <laughs> of the way because i just have nowhere to put them but uh actually yeah it's probably something i'm gonna get into too is watch a lot of those laser discs that i got yeah certainly all right. um but uh all right anyway does is uh have we all spoken our piece i think I believe so, so. I, think, well, I, I think we're i think we're gonna hit uh a record here for longest podcast for, really for longest memory machine yeah huh i, I feel think... like i've been here recording for longer yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> when today was here. Today, feel, <laughs> today feels shorter yeah um but, uh, yeah, we've, we've said what we've wanted to say. We've got it out there. We have our memories mm. shared. They're in the uh, machine. They're All in the right. machine. And they're, they're going out to the world now. That's right. I'm going to put it on tape cassette. Um, and send it posterity. out to our mailing list. That's right. But uh, zine. what about our social medias? Where can we oh, find my... you on Twitter, oh, yes. Nate? You can find me on Twitter at Nate underscore Lockhart. Yeah. Trey. On Twitter. Are you on a social media? Yes, I am. You can find me at Trey.Wittish. Uh, Wittish is spelled W-Y-D-Y-S-H. And it's both on uh, Twitter. No, that's Instagram. Oh. Trey Wittish, all one word, is Twitter. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I see, I see. Don't Crazy. My wife made me fooled. get on Instagram. 
Uh, and she put the dot there. Uh, what a fiend. I what? know. She, messing up, no, messing up I, your brand. Yeah, well, no, not really. <laughs> I, mean, I had a completely different Twitter handle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I go. just put my name on it because I was like, I don't do what my old handle said anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah about, you, you really you, evolved in your own man. Now. Well, <laughs> I'm on t- on Twitter at Capamericanski. I've you know I've always kid. I'm always thinking about alternate Twitter handles though. One day I thought of Skywalkateer as a really good uh, amalgamation of Skywalker Nobody and Rocketeer. All right. I don't know. Do you guys think it's better than Capamericanski? Well, you're gonna change like your at address. My, my, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just the handle oh, part know. of it. I don't know. What do you think is better? Somebody's going to steal Skywalkateer, so you might as well go. You have to change no. it now. Or you'll never yeah. have I'm just the gonna, I'm just going to claim that one. I'm going to have both, and neither of yeah. you can use it. There's just going to be eggs that are unused. Right. I have <laughs> Do <them>. it. <laughs> uh, Sit on it. Yeah. There you go. Anywhere else we could follow you? Um. Oh, no, nah, that's pretty much it. I'm not on Instagram, yeah. but uh, well, I am, but I don't I do mean, you could always follow this podcast. You could, yes. It's on SoundCloud. It's on. It's under the... On iTunes, you look for Geekiverse. Is the that what Geekiverse. It is? Yeah, it's under the main yeah, Geekiverse yeah. right now. They're all they're all under the one uh, one feed, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you can find the Geekiverse uh, online at uh, on Facebook, Instagram, uh, you know, at uh, Twitter. At, yeah, at yes. the Geekiverse, but the t- Twitter specifically still the underscore Geekiverse. Yes, still. And uh, the wants... website is thegeekiverse. the Geekiverse. The Geekiverse dot com, dot com on com. YouTube as we well. Also, oh, we have a Patreon and uh, our Patreon. Geekiverse has has a Patreon. So uh, if you wouldn't mind throwing us a few bones, keep yes. us keep us wagon yes. train a moving. Please do, please do it, and um, uh, we help you us know keep the lights on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, there's a lot we want to do with this new audio equipment that Nate picked up. You yes. know, we want to amp up our our video and our audio content. You know, we would love to do some uh, some we new po- pop new shows. Let, new yes. listen, listen to how I don't pop. It doesn't pop. It doesn't. It's amazing. I know. It doesn't. It's the opposite of what my what I want my cereal to do. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, we uh, would love to to amp up the content. So please yes. uh, support us if you wish, yes. and yeah. uh, please and feel free to uh, comment and uh, reach out to us uh, on comment, social media. Like, subscribe. Yeah. We would love to hear from you. <laughs> yeah, I suppose those as well. Those are important. Thumbs Anybody up, got down. anything particularly fun come that they're doing coming up on the Geekiverse? Um, we, me and, me and, uh, uh, Josiah just, uh, pushed out some video content to accompany our year, end of the year, kind of the best of the year stuff. So we, uh, so that's something we did recently. Um, what, what about you guys? What have you been working on? Uh, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's been working on the memory machine. Yeah. This is, Mm -hmm. this is my life. (laughs) Well, listeners, I assume since you're listening to this, you guys are fans of podcasts. Oh. So. Fans of us. We, uh. I uh, am going to I'm going to start a weekly feature at the Geekiverse. It's going to be an article recommending a different podcast oh, for you cool. to listen to a week or go, you know, you know, uh, a different episode, a different podcast canon in general to go find. That's mm. awesome. Um, and, That's a great know, idea. So mm. I'm going to just going to recommend you guys something to go find out and listen uh, throughout the week, every week. Um, if you guys are any uh, fans of any particular podcasts and want us to talk about certain ones or cover or think we should start listening to them let me know too because i could i might listen to it it might become one of my favorites and i'll talk about it because yeah. you have somebody to talk about it with so there's such a wide world of podcasts out there there's so many of from, them. and like they're done from like the most amateur of amateurs right. using like a web you know like a, a, a cheap usb microphone yeah to yeah. like you know 
name Studio brand comedians. Yeah. 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 There, yeah. There's so many. And everything in between. To, to Joe Biden. There's so many yeah. out there. <laughs> like, I listen to too many podcasts. I'm with there's you on that. There's too many podcasts that I haven't listened to. I mean, it's just, yeah. I'm always finding but new stuff. So but I'm going to. It really is. It's nice to have a curator. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. needs to be one. So if you want to. Keep keep your eye out for that if you're looking for ideas or recommendations of what podcasts to listen to, and if you want to recommend any to us, let me know. I will, uh, I'll I'll cover it and talk about it and write about it and tweet about it and we can discuss it. So that's very exciting. Let me know what you guys want to do. I know I'm looking cool, forward cool. to that. All right, all right. Well, thank you all for very much for listening. Thank you for submitting. Yes. And thank you to our uh, thank you to our submitters. Yes, yes. Thank yeah. you very much. And please look forward to next week when we talk about some very silly sports songs. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you guys take it easy. Take we love easy. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.